Welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Today on the show, I'm excited as hell to have my friend Jeremy Moorhead on again to talk about the Sleepaway Camp franchise. Be sure to check out Jeremy's podcast, Epic Film Guys Presents Brain Stew, which spews out excellent horror-themed episodes on the regular. I highly recommend. Their next episode is a review of Malignant, the new horror film from longtime modern horror master James Wan. So be sure to peep that when it hits the sound waves and give them a follow at Epic Film Guys on Instagram. This franchise is a bunch of fun, man. There are so many wacky characters, such quotable dialogue, and just very interesting writing choices, which makes this franchise a consistently good time throughout each entry. While some of these sequels are more favorable than others, we think some of you, if not the majority of you, will be surprised by which one we truly enjoy watching the most. On a more serious note, I'd like to acknowledge the fact that today is 9-11 and it's been 20 years to the day since that horrific terrorist attack on our country took place. Every year, the state stands as remembrance to the nearly 3,000 lives that were lost that day and to honor the heroes of that horrific event, including the first responders, firefighters, search dogs, the volunteers in the cleanup efforts, and the heroic passengers of United 93. We will never forget. Please keep the victims in your thoughts and always do your part to be an upstanding citizen and a good person. We need as much good in the world as we can get, especially right now. Without further ado, let's talk some sleepaway camp. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Not sure if you were aware, the other podcasts don't compare. Tell your mom if she's too busy to literally stop what she's doing. I need all layers on me as I interview legends for thee. Now grab your friends, your dog, and your fish. It's time to rip a new episode for the kids. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I went in such a wonky order. I watched two, three, four, and then went back to one, <laughs> which was uh, which was strange because, like, I mean, we'll get into it when we talk, whatever. But the uh, all of the sequels were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna be so over the top and comedic that it's ridiculous." To where the first one like isn't like that, so it's kind of it's kind of weird to go from like 
three goofy ass movies and then you go to the first one and it's dead fucking serious. <laughs> I mean, that's that's still a little goofy, but a little bit, a little bit. It's kind of but, funny that they just they excessively get worse in the crazy department. <laughs> dude, uh, did, have you seen Malignant yet? No, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Did you like it? Oh, man. A lot, a lot of people didn't. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, which is crazy because it had like so many of the tropes that you would think that that I would like from yeah, it. Like yeah. it had a badass looking fucking killer. An yeah. awesome killer weapon. Amazing kills. Yeah. But like, that's it for me. Like everything else around it. Like, I don't, I don't want to taint, you know, your viewing oh, experience. I'm not worried because I kind of already figured I'm going to either think it's okay or not good. Yeah. I mean, dude, a lot of people are fucking loving it which i think is so cool because mm. you know we're getting you know horror that people are are checking out and stuff like that and that, that's always good and i hope it makes a shit ton of money because then they'll make more horror films but mm. it wasn't for me and i think a big part of the reason that it wasn't for me is that i had so much more expectation towards it than i feel like the average person because of me stumbling on that set by chance and mm. like not and they hadn't even announced that fucking movie yet when we were there and they were filming it yeah. They hadn't publicly announced that it that they were even making that movie. So mm. like um, you know, I shared the pictures today on on the Facebooks, but uh yeah. on all the production vehicles that said Giallo films, and I was like, oh shit. Like, well, whatever they're filming is horror, because you know, that's the type of Italian slasher film. So I was like, fuck yeah. Then we Googled it and we were like, oh shit, it's James Wan's production company. And then when they announced that it was going to be like heavily Giallo inspired, I was like, dude, James Wan doing a fucking Giallo slasher film. Like, yes. Yeah. Or Giallo, however you want to fucking say it. But uh, I'm like G- Giallo, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spell it. What is America? We spell shit out. We sound it out. I say Giallo. Giallo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So like, I was just expecting this like Dario Argento inspired thing. And it had, it had some of that, but it just wasn't that. So I feel like it just, I don't know. I had, maybe I had unrealistic expectations towards it. It did look like the cinematography was pretty cool. Is that cool? At least fucking amazing, dude. Amazing. I mean, James Wan, there's a reason that he's making, you know, $500 million budget films because like, I mean, he's just really fucking good at what he does. And what's, what's great is that you can tell his experience making aquaman and fast and furious like some of these the scenes and malignant are so like choreographed down to the t that they're fucking incredible towards like dude you could tell he really cut his teeth making those big budget studio movies and like and now he's applying some of that stuff to like horror stuff which is which is really cool it just it sucks you know i just didn't like it i was bummed i was bummed by it i I finished watching it like i watched some of it last night and like dude i'm straight like dad life status bro like between like because i wake up for 4 30 in the morning for work yeah. um monday through friday and that's fucking exhausting and then you know a kid has soccer practices and soccer games and ballet and getting her off the school bus and all that shit so yeah um yeah. i watched i started watching some of it last night and then i was like fucking conking out like like right, i'm gonna watch this shit in the morning so uh i like intentionally woke up like earlier than I had to get out of bed this morning. Cause I was like, all right, I want to go down and like finish that before I go to her soccer game. Yeah. And so I, I watched the rest of it and you know, I will say that the third act for me is like, was way better than what came before it, but okay. it just still, it wasn't enough for me to be like, Oh, I fucking loved it. Like, 
So it didn't it excite you enough. <laughs> nah, not at all, man. Do you have a favorite of James Wan's movies? Um, dude, The Conjuring too, for sure. I love it. Love it. Like, love dude, it. I very few movies have scared me in theaters, and like I can name, I can yeah. name them. Paranormal Activity, the first one. I saw mm-hmm. a midnight screening of it before there was ever even a trailer. I had to go to Washington D.C. They were <laughs> showing it at a theater at midnight, and the only midnight. thing that people were saying about it, yeah was that it was the scariest movie that's ever been made. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to see this movie called Paranormal Activity at Midnight <laughs> in Washington, D.C. Being in Washington, D.C. at midnight is fucking scary enough, all right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, dude, that movie scared me in theaters to where uh, I was like 26, I think, when that movie came out. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit younger than that. Um, but legitimately, I slept with the lights on for like three days after that because I was like, dude, that movie fucking dude. shook me. That movie was terrifying. I actually saw it in North Carolina. I was uh, I was there for Thanksgiving. That was Thanksgiving weekend, wasn't it, when it came out? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I remember we went to see that, and then we went to uh, Black Friday in North Carolina, and I just remember people like fighting over Blu-rays, and it was so funny. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, Paranormal Activity definitely hit hard. That first time you watched it, it was like, oh, fuck. Because it felt real, man. You, you felt like you were just a, a fly on the wall in yeah. Katie and Mika's house and then yeah. all this fucked up demonic ghost shit starts happening and then it's you feel like you're right there with them and it just yeah it really shook yeah. me and then uh the conjuring too man seeing that in theaters like for some reason like the old the old man uh ghost guy that was like get out of my house get out oh, yeah. of my house like <laughs> that great. fucking guy and then of course they introduced valak the nun and yeah all these other they had, they had crooked man all that shit like yeah that movie freaked me out so yeah, definitely. Conjuring Two is is my favorite of his, for dude, sure. The part in Paranormal Activity where they find the picture of Katie in the attic, dude, that part creeped me out so much. Dude, I'm meeting them, uh, Katie and Mika, next weekend at a no, convention. No way, where? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's Connecticut Horror Fest. Really? CT Horror Fest. Yeah. Uh, so I I had plans to go to this other thing, and then. Uh, Long story short, without getting too much into it, it uh, the main person that I was going to see uh, canceled for for COVID fear. Um, yeah, so that was a real bummer. Um, but I just uh, I just purchased a the the thing full size poster from uh, this New York autographer, um, really really great guy, and it's signed by it's a full size poster. It's an original poster. It's signed by Kurt Russell, John Carpenter, Wilfred Brimley, uh, Richard Masur um wow it, dude it has it has literally everyone on the poster from the core cast like feasibly you know what mm-hmm. i mean because like um you know some some of the dudes died a, a, like a long time ago or whatever yeah but uh it's got everyone on the poster already except for peter maloney who played binnings mm-hmm. uh keith david that played childs and thomas waits that played windows and john carpenter's the thing so with the event that i was supposed to be going to uh this coming weekend not happening uh i found out about the ct horror fest which by chance has all three of the people that i need to complete that poster at (laughs) at that convention so i was like dude all right well like this sucks that this thing you know got fucked over but this other thing like literally i'm gonna complete this poster and i don't know very many full-size the thing posters that are that are signed by kurt russell carpenter and everybody that are out there so not many um but yeah, so they have uh, they have uh, Katie uh, Featherstone, I think her name was, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Uh, and they had Sloan. Mika Sloat or Sloan or Sloat, something yeah, like that, yeah. 
something like that. Um, yeah, they're both they're they're both going to be there. So as soon as I I committed to it, I was like, oh fuck, I got to go. It's like I immediately went onto eBay and found an original Paranormal Activity poster because I was like, dude, I I got to get this done. That couldn't have been too much, was it? Uh no. So you'd be surprised. Sometimes these fucking uh some newer movies they do like limited releasings yeah. on the full size posters, and then they become like really fucking rare like like believe it or not um scream the original scream movie yeah. poster goes for hundreds and hundreds of dollars get now. out scream. yeah and that was a huge movie of its time but it's it's become it's become harder to find i guess so if you, if you want an original scream poster you're gonna fucking pay for it but uh so yeah the paranormal one wasn't wasn't too expensive but like dude iron man 2008 Really, Robert Downey Jr. That original poster is is going for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, Damn. yeah. So sometimes it, it surprises you when one poster is like super through the fucking roof. Like, dude, why why is this one so expensive? It yeah. seems like this should be, you know, super accessible. But yeah. Um. Well, and then uh, speaking of Scream, uh, Matthew Lillard and uh, Skeet Ulrich are going to be there. I mean, <sighs> those dudes are just those guys are fucking you know good good for sean clark man because those guys yeah. are fucking yeah. bankrolling like for sure um you know I'm, I'm buddies with a couple different people that run different horror conventions and, and one of them literally told me they're like dude you know scream is like just such a such a big thing that you know i can i can book a scream reunion and it's guaranteed just like booking robert england yeah. it's guaranteed yeah. that fucking people are going to buy tickets to the event yeah and um i was talking to another buddy recently and uh he was like, you know, I wish horror conventions would, would bring more of the old school horror guests back. And uh, having different conversations with different showrunners, it's it's harder because some of these older names aren't aren't selling those tickets yeah. like they were in the the 90s and in you know early 2000s. So this this person that runs this convention told me they said, I can book a you know a Robert England. You know, um, I can book, you know, a Kane Hodder, I can book a Bruce Campbell and those people are going to sell shit tons of tickets. And when I book those people, it enables me to book a couple other like little known names, you know, like names from the 80s movies that we love and shit like that. So it's just Mm -hmm. it's interesting how many things have have changed over the years as far as conventions and who they bring in. But good for all those scream guys, man. They're Mm -hmm. fucking, you know, and Nev Campbell, they're all fucking bank and they show up to those things and they're just, I mean, their line is just nonstop. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking three days straight, dude. (laughs) I'm so pissed. Have you met them? No, I think I told you I I was trying to meet them at Monster Mania. Did I tell you about that? I don't think so. So I was at Monster Mania just a couple weeks ago and I waited in a fucking five hour line for Brad Dorif, which was like the longest line I'd ever waited in. And then... And then the next day was the eight and a half hour line for Robert England. But um, the day the day with Brad Dorif, uh, I couldn't meet Matthew Lillard or Skeet Ulrich because their line got cut off. Oh, because of dude. waiting for Brad, so it fucked me over big time. Oh, dude, that's that sucks, man. I've I've waited in those fucking lines, man. The first time I ever met Robert England, I waited in like a four and a half hour line, and it was the first horror convention I'd ever been to. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, it's crazy. So like, I bought my ticket. Bought my ticket. It was 2006. Yeah. Bought my ticket and was like, okay, cool. I'd get to like walk up and meet them. They're like, oh no, go ahead and wait in this line right here. That's fucking <laughs> three miles long, dude. It was a. Uh, oh man, I saw. It. <laughs> I'm like, dude, okay, try so try eight and a half though, dude. Eight and a half was the entire convention. This was the Pittsburgh uh, Steel City Con. 
For and who who were you trying to meet? Robert England. Oh shit! Oh, hey. that's right. Because you did two shows in one weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I did Monster oh. Mania, which where I met Brad and all these other people, and then the very next day, uh, I met Robert England, and I got there. I left. I left uh, Pittsburgh. No, I left Philly at like three in the morning. Or actually, no, it was it was like New Jersey, the New Jersey side. We left there at three in the morning, drove to Pittsburgh, got there like an hour and a half before the convention even opened, got in the line, thought I was like really high up in the line. And then it's like all split up into different lines, one for VIP, one for people with all weekend passes and then single tickets. And by the time, you know, they, they let all those other lines in first. And then by the time they let mine in, I just got right in the Robert England line. And yeah, it was the whole fucking day. Eight and a half hours. That's the, the whole convention because the convention started at like I think ten or something, and then went to seven, maybe. Dude, that's that's rough, man. I don't think I've ever waited in a line quite that long at all the years that I've been going to it. Um, yeah, I think, terrible. yeah, yeah. I think maybe the longest line I waited in was was probably that first one with with Robert England because I mean, dude, I've been going to, to him for so long that yeah. I, I I fully understand. I'm like, okay. Whose line do I need to get into first? Yeah. You know, in order to enjoy the rest of my day. So, you know, if it means getting there early and, you know, having to rush to the fucking table where this, the person is that I want to meet, you know, um, funny enough at, at age 40, uh, I was about to say age 45, but that's not for a couple of years, uh, (laughs) but, uh, at, uh, at age 40, man, I mean, you were there. Um, I, uh, I was with my buddy and, I was like, oh, dude, we should we should go get in uh, Sandy Johnson's line first because her line's going to be insane. It's her first convention appearance ever. And he it wasn't was like, that bad. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he said he was like, dude, no, nah, we got to get Nick Castle's line. I was like, dude, Nick Castle's been doing conventions for 10 yeah. years, bro. 10 yeah. years. And he was like, trust me, you're at a Halloween convention. <laughs> he is the original shape. And so I didn't believe him. Right. Yeah, I didn't yeah, believe yeah. him. But I did. I, I, I said, all right, man, I'll, I'll trust you. And so we got in Nick Castle's line and I think we were maybe like 10th in line or some shit like that. And it was killing me because I could see Sandy Johnson. Yeah. And then I could see uh, David Kyle who played her boyfriend in in Halloween right there. And like, dude, (laughs) David Kyle had never done a convention appearance. And like, I'll talk about that in a second because like, I don't know if you know that fucking story, but that story is insane. But uh, it just killed me. Like, (laughs) oh, dude, this is good. But uh, so, so I'm like in line and dude, he was right. Nick Castle's Nick Castle had the biggest line of anyone out of all of H40. Like he consistently had a line of at least a hundred people at all times. That's insane. Uh, there was never there was never a lull for him to where I'm like, damn, this dude's been signing for 10 years. But when, I guess when you're at a Halloween convention and there's Michael Myers, the Michael Myers, you know, that's that's where you go. But uh so then I, I met Sandy second. Dude, that show was huge for me as a Halloween fan because I had never met John Michael Graham that played Bob. Um you know, Sandy Johnson and David Kyle had never done a convention before. So like, this was like a Mecca for, for me going to that show. But, uh, dude, so David Kyle that played, uh, Sandy's boyfriend. Uh, I don't know if he had a fucking character name. Cause on my poster, he just wrote boyfriend. I think, I think that's <laughs> all it is. is just boyfriend. That's what he wrote. Yeah, on well, good deal. Boyfriend. Uh, so, <laughs> so he, it's a, it's a, he is such a wild story, dude. So he, apparently is a healed um gay person he he claims that he's straight now that through the power of christ so he 
in the the late 70s and 80s he slept with according to him hundreds and hundreds of guys that he was inflicted with 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 the gayness like that he you know he he felt like it was the devil that was that was making him like men and all that shit and so he (laughs) He was just telling people this in line (laughs) dude no no no, this i like i read up on a bunch of this stuff um because like dude i he was somebody that i was like man it'd be so cool to meet him one day and get his his autograph on things and like so i read up you know in googling him i read up on a bunch of things where um you know he um essentially said yeah that he slept with hundreds of dudes Uh and that through christ in the church that he went into healing and now is a straight man and he's a pastor Mm -hmm. like of a church i guess so he's like out there like preaching this like gayness is a you know is is not a choice that it's a you know a sickness and you can be healed some weird shit um so what's funny is that i hit him up a couple years or maybe a year or so before age 40 and was just like hey um you know i'm a huge fan of halloween it's my favorite film of all time you know would you ever be and i i knew he had a church like a congregation and all that shit so i was like would you ever be interested in attending one of these events i know Halloween fans would show up for it and, and get your autograph. And, you know, at the very least you could take all the money from your appearance for your church. And he wrote me back and was just like, thank you, but no, thank you. So (laughs) I guess Sean Clark or whoever was a little bit more persuasive, uh, at it, but, uh, yeah, dude, what a, what a wild story for that guy. That's crazy, dude. (laughs) It is. Um, and he he was nice, man. He was nice, but his I was surprised, man. His line was so quiet. Like it was so quiet. Like I think he did good, but like yeah, it yeah. was it wasn't on the level that I thought it was gonna be. It's like, dude, Judith Myers and her boyfriend are like literally right there. Yeah, How are yeah. people not, you know, both of them had consistent lines, but it just wasn't like I thought it was gonna be. It's probably because a lot of us or a lot of people aren't like major autograph collectors where they're gonna get everybody on the poster. They just want Michael and they just want Jamie. And of course she didn't show up because she had some confliction i like guess a, like but, a wedding yeah she she went to a wedding or some shit like that yeah but he said he was, i met her that weekend bro really i got her that weekend yeah i got her that weekend oh yeah you got her at like an event right no it was uh she did a radio interview that on <laughs> on on the low low uh we found out about because it wasn't like publicized or anything like that so like me and my buddy went and dude it was just me and him it oh was God. it was insane like she but it was, it was, what was crazy is that uh so we, we were waiting outside the radio station. We saw her go in and we didn't bother her, you know, because we knew like she had to get in there to do an interview and shit. Yeah. So it was so wild, like standing outside um, because like right to the left was where the building was. And they had like straight like glass front doors and like a glass wall. So I could see her in the lobby talking to people. So my heart's fucking racing. I'm like, dude, yeah. there's, there's Lori Strode right there. Like, holy <laughs> shit. And what's funny is that her, uh, transport vehicle the person that drove her to and and from the uh the radio interview was like they were like facing us and the vehicle was facing us so like i mm. saw the dude like slowly pull out his phone and so like me and my buddy made sure to have our halloween stuff like out in our hands so like they could clearly <laughs> see what what we wanted we weren't just some like crazy guys like yeah you know i mean we are crazy guys but <laughs> not, <laughs> not not dangerous crazy guys so like we just we wanted them to know what we were there for that we weren't just like looming around you know yeah yeah yeah. um and so uh obviously he texted her the picture and was like hey two autographers out here holding halloween stuff like 
that's the whole reason he did that or whatever. So she walked outside and was walking to her car. She had an assistant with her. And so we were like, uh, Miss Curtis, would you mind signing an autograph? She went, um, yeah, sure. And she walked right over to us and started signing our shit. And it was so funny because usually when she's out in public signing, she usually you can get two at the most three from her before she's like, I'm done. Okay. And so me and my buddy have like probably six, seven things each. And so (laughs) my buddy is like, "Uh, would you mind? She goes, yeah, sure. He goes, "Uh, uh, would you also mind? Yeah, sure. Would you? Sure. (laughs) What? Sure. Like she just kept saying, sure. Everything held out. So he was like, oh, okay. So then we get all of our stuff signed. Um, Oh, he gets all of his stuff signed. And like literally when I'm about to start getting stuff autographed her, I don't know if it was her assistant, personal assistant, whatever, um, publicist, whoever, they like gently put their, their hand under her, like her arm and went, Jamie, we have to be going. And oh no, Jamie, dude, Jamie looked right at her and goes, no, 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 we're doing this. We're doing this. I'm signing all of their stuff. And wow. her assistant or whoever was was like, okay. But like <laughs> she signed all of her <laughs> stuff and I was like, can, can we get a picture? And she was like, of, of course you can. I was like, oh my God. So like, it's just funny. Like <laughs> all of our stuff was like scattered on the floor. Cause as we're getting stuff signed, we're just like gently putting things on the, the floor outside. Cause like where we have like seven things, where else are we going <laughs> to put them? Yeah. So like, as she's getting into this big, you know, black SUV, me and my buddy are just like looking at all the autographs we got. We're like, holy shit. It was, it was, it was awesome, dude. The Holy grail. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. So yeah, she didn't come to age 40, but I fucking got her like two days later. That's insane. Yeah. Dude, I still have never gotten my chance and I just want to get her on my poster and you will, I mean, you will, yeah, I will. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to probably be age 45 because there's no way she's not going to be there. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that, that your, your podcast made waves when you had Sean on because he dropped some knowledge. So like he dropped some knowledge on you, on your podcast, man. I don't even know if you, if, if you know this. What, oh yeah. on his episode when he was talking about all of it, dude. So yeah. yeah so I'm, it's so funny, man. Me and so, like, I have a bunch of friends that like Halloween is also their favorite movie. So we have like the private, yeah. like Facebook message groups or whatever. So uh, <laughs> all of a sudden it was like, dude, listen, listen to Colin's podcast. <laughs> and when it gets to this point, like he talks so like, yeah, Sean mentioned that she was going to do horror hound and fucking oh, yeah. COVID hit dude. Like that, devastating man devastating yeah. so many people like almost that. had their fucking chance and then <laughs> COVID had to come and fucking ruin everything man which horror hound was that they're gonna be in cincinnati or was it it was gonna be last september so indianapolis i think i think so yeah yeah why would they do the same one twice that's dumb um because people will come people you know i think i think jamie lee curtis is also somebody that she likes doing what's familiar and what's uh, comfortable. And I think that it was probably an easy sell. Like horror hound was going to be the only convention that she ever does anyways, because she had such a good time with it. And well, she trusts now she trusts horror hound and she trusts Sean. And I think that in order for her to do another one, I think she's like, you know, she said probably like horror hound. Yes. And you know, even same location, like it's something that's familiar to her. I think yeah, it, but- was an, it was, it was an easy one. H45 would be sort of familiar because that's Sean's too. Yeah. But remember horror hound did H40. They were the ones behind H40. They oh, put on. Yeah, H40. yeah. Yeah. Okay. They partnered with Trankus. So 
it, it would have been a brand that she had already worked with and was familiar with, and she knew the okay. faces and the names to go along with with the uh, with the brand. Yeah, you know, so. I don't know whether Whorehound is going to have any participation in H45, but that'd be fucking rad. Probably. And there, there's just no way she's not going to show up for that one because all three of the movies are going to be out by then. You know, yeah. There's, there's no way. They, they, they start filming the new one, I heard, in January. January 10th. I oh, is that when that, they start filming? I heard that right from James Jude Courtney himself. I was like, yo, when does, well, when does Halloween end start? He's like, January 10th. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's Dropping an exact out. date that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome man and i think it's that's back awesome. in uh north carolina i believe um yeah we'll talk after the show sounds good because <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i don't think it's gonna be there oh sweet Ooh. yeah so I'll, t- I'll tell you you, I'll t- you I'll tell, tell me yeah i won't i won't yeah. tell you. <laughs> oh i won't spill the beans yeah yeah cool hell yeah so dude um yeah, let's like get into this. Uh, your ass stinks. Sleep away, Cam. Your... <laughs> hey, your ass stinks. <laughs> hey, Randy, your ass stinks. <laughs> it's like, dude, the whole movie, that guy, Alan, right? Alan Holy was his name. Fuck. His, uh, yeah, in the movie, it's Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the whole movie, fucking <laughs> Alan is like trying to tell everybody that they fucking stink. Dude. That motherfucker's shirt the entire movie progressively gets more and more disgusting and dirty looking. Right. That, like almost vomit inducing to where I'm like, dude, this guy's shirt is disgusting. He does um, so look I'm like, like dude, if anybody. Yeah. I'm like, if anybody stinks, it's you, motherfucker. You've got like eggs, paintball, chocolate, sweat, fucking. You, you literally smoke. Yeah. Frogs. You smoke. You literally smoked a doobie full of shit. <laughs> So you've got like shit doobie smoke like seeped into your shirt. Like what a fucking disgusting guy. But I know I know that's uh the last one that we're gonna be uh gonna be talking about. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it, but I just right off the bat I need to say like I don't understand why people hate that movie so much because that is literally one of the most entertaining sequels of any franchise ever. I mean literally Thank you. Thank I you. Love it. I, I, I I do too, man. It's that was the second time that I had ever seen it. <laughs> when I just watched it uh, a couple days ago and I loved it the first time I saw it. And I remember reading that like people like unanimously hated that movie. And yeah. I, when I, after I watched it the first time I was like, I mean, I guess I can see why, but I really loved it. And then watching it a second time did not waver my love for it whatsoever. Like I thought it was, it was super, super fucking great. I mean, like I literally <laughs> laughed my ass off like throughout that entire fucking movie. The whole man. movie. It's so great. It's so great. But I mean, you know, if Sleepaway Camp teaches you anything, like if there's any lessons to be learned out of all the Sleepaway Camp movies, it's who the fuck would want to go to summer camp? It's like pretty much like kids <laughs> torturing each other and being mean as fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Like who wants to go to some to any of those summer camps? It's literally <laughs> just like, all right, who are we fucking who's getting it? Who are we targeting? Like yeah. holy shit, man. Holy shit. And that, I think I think I, I told you before we started, I, I watched yeah. it in a wonky order because I've seen part one so many times. Oh, yeah. That uh, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll save this one for last. So I went back um, two through four. Um, <laughs> and then so I, I literally just finished watching part like rewatching part one like an hour and a half ago. And uh, <laughs> even even that one, even though that one's a little bit more like straight laced as far as the tone and a little bit more serious uh, and sinister. Even that one, it's like, dude, these kids are mean as fuck, man. So mean. 
God damn. But I love that because he's he's not sugarcoating it. He's kind of like showing how it probably really was for him when he went to summer camp. Robert Hilton, yeah, no whatever. Sh- yeah, yeah, no shit. No shit. Yeah, dude, I, I told you uh, through messages or whatever, but yeah, yeah Robert Hiltzik is 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 now uh, I think he owns like a law firm or he's an oh, attorney yeah. or of some sort. Um, I I mailed him like a bunch of like DVD inserts in a letter and yeah. and like some mini posters or whatever. And I was like, dude, this is like showing up at his like law firm. Like he's not <laughs> gonna he's not gonna sign shit. And Maybe like a month later, I, I get, you know, a package back in the mail from Robert Hiltzik and yeah. with a little note that he was like, oh, man, it's so mind blowing that people continue to still find these movies and that they enjoy them so much. And it's it's such a treat seeing that people that all these years later, people will still enjoy it. So, like, thanks for for reaching out and I hope you like the autographs, which is really cool. And that's when he signed your return to sleepaway camp too, right? Yeah. I think I'm probably one of the only people out there with a return to sleepaway camp thing signed. <laughs> wow. When you send that, do you send the DVDs with them too? Or do you keep No, nah, just, just the insert. Yeah. So I mean, worst case. case scenario, you know, cause doing any through the mail autographing, like I don't do it anymore. Uh, but there was a point in time where I was like super into it. Um, yeah. cause there's different, you know, there's, there's different websites that you, you can use, you know, fanmail.biz or whatever, but like they have a lot of outdated addresses. But yeah, I used uh, I, when I used to do through the mail autographing, I used Star Tiger, and okay. it was the most current, up to date, you know, fan service as far as finding celebrity addresses. And what's what's great about that one is that literally people will post their successes and like, or they'll say they'll put in like, hey, I mailed out to fucking you know Sylvester Stallone. And yeah. it'll say, you know, whether they had any returns or not. And it, it kind of helps you gauge, like, is there somebody, you know, if a hundred people sent to this one person and nobody got anything back, it's probably somebody you probably don't want to waste your time with. Yeah. Um, but Robert Hiltzik, man, I didn't even use any kind of website for his. I just Googled his fucking name and then it popped up at the law firm or whatever it is. And I was like, there's no way it can be the same one. And then like, I read up on it and I was like, no shit. Like, no, like outside of directing <laughs> that one, that one, one movie. And then the second one, when he did return, yeah. like, yeah, this, this is what he does for a living now. Um, so that was, <laughs> that was, that was pretty rad, man. Dude. I don't even think I realized until the other day when I watched return that he was the same guy that did that one. And I was yeah. just like, how is this the same guy? That's just yeah, wild. Apparently, to me. Uh, apparently, you know, not to jump around the production of return to sleepaway camp was kind of, I don't want to say a troubled one, but I know, I know it had some difficulty that, uh, I guess they filmed it and I guess the CGI work like Uh was not up to par with what he wanted. So like, I guess they had to hire like another CGI company for, to touch up some of the deaths or whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, like an explosion or whatever else like that. Um, and I guess it it for a minute there, like there was no bites on anyone to distribute it, which is crazy because Sleepaway Camp has such like a, a cult following. Yeah. And eventually, um, you know, a production company came in and picked it up and and they released it to I would like to say mixed reviews, but I don't think they were very mixed reviews. I think they were mostly negative reviews. Which is so crazy to me, man. It's a romp. It's, I love it. Dude, I'm 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 glad that, that you're in the same camp, pun intended, as me as far as that. Cause I'm a uh, dude, I love that movie, man. It's 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 really fucked up. The deaths are all fantastic. In it's that a movie. riot. Yeah. yeah. 
but what was what was your what was your introduction to, to sleepaway camp did you start out with the first one definitely started with the first one yep and i can't remember who showed me it to be completely honest i don't remember how i first saw it it wasn't even like a terribly long time ago either it was like within like the last 10 years probably that i saw it sure kind of with the whole resurgence of horror and like you know how everybody's been watching everything nowadays and all these all these uh lesser talked about titles are coming out of the woodwork you know when they're coming to blu-ray and everything yeah there's um, there's so many left field um titles that are that are being released now it's, yeah uh it's 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 awesome because there's so many gems that are have still never seen the light of day like there's a movie called children of the night that i okay. fucking love it's it was a fangoria movie it was written by mm. tony randall that did uh you know a bunch of awesome horror stuff back in the day and uh dude it's never like it had a very limited dvd release when it came out but it's yeah. like it's out of print so out of print that if you want an actual dvd copy of it you're gonna pay like over a hundred dollars for it so that's that's one movie that i'm like oh fuck like i i hope somebody picks that up you should check it out it's uh it's a vampire flick is that youtube or anything or it is on youtube it is on youtube so you can still see it so you should you should definitely watch it it's a really Dude, the, the effects work is awesome. Karen Black is in it. Like, it's a fucking great movie, man. Children of the Night? Children of the Night. Oh, yeah. Tony Randall, 1991. Yep. yep. It's fucking awesome, dude. Just added it to my letterboxed. Boom. Boom. All right. Well, should we just get started on the first one and just see where we yeah, go? Yeah, let's do it. Just do let's one do by it. one. Also, yeah. I saw, I did see Terror Train on the big screen last night, and that was very cool. Oh. With, with an audience that was that I enjoyed it more than I ever have seeing it on a big screen. Some movies are like that. It's weird how it's like, yeah, you know, what did I just see recently? Dude, I, I just saw they live on the big screen recently. Me too. Did you like the other, like uh, not even a week ago, last, no it, shit. last Saturday. Yeah. A week ago. Oh dude, that, that's awesome. Did, did you find it more humorous than you ever realized it was when you were with that, that uh, like in front of an audience? Uh, I mean, I definitely knew it was already like that. That was actually my second time seeing it on the big screen, but oh, nice! It definitely, yeah, it adds so much to see it with an audience, and Dude. especially with like the fight scene that goes on for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy! I I didn't realize how fucking funny that. Like, I knew there were funny parts to it, but seeing it with with an audience, like, yeah. I was like, oh shit! Like, this is even <laughs> funnier than I than I knew it was. Yeah. But yeah, sleepaway camp, man part one so so we've got uh we've got a, a lovely summer camp camp arawak right full of full of mean fucking kids <laughs> and you've got uh you've got angela and you've got what was what was her uh jonathan tierson's character's name ricky ricky that's right so you got angela and ricky right cousins and they're, and they're going to the summer camp and these, yeah. these kids are meanest just mean as fuck and you know, Ricky had been to, to Camp Arawak before, so, you know, he's coming back, and now the girl that he was interested in from the previous summer that he kind of had a fling with is older and a little bit more matured, and the Judy. older boys are showing it. Yeah, Judy's showing attention to her, and yeah, uh, yeah. it, it kind of hit, man, who... So, then, then murder, so let me just do the synopsis, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized <laughs> young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than horrible intentions towards her gets their comeuppance. So their that comeuppance. is the plot of their comeuppance. That's literally in the description <laughs> right here. 
Oh man. So <laughs> I, I, I gotta say right off the bat that, that Ricky is my shit, dude. I feel like Ricky is my spirit animal. Like oh, he's amazing. I, I, I see a lot of, of myself in, in Ricky. I mean, he's just even though he's smaller than most of the other dudes, yeah, I can yeah. I can certainly relate to that. Uh yeah, you know, he's yeah. he's got he's got the loud mouth and he he does not back down from a challenge. Yeah. I, I, I dig that. But you know, I I love in the film Ricky and Angela's relationship, you know, as cousins. You can tell that they both genuinely got each, each other's other, backs. I, yeah. 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 I, you know, Ricky could be off hanging out with his friends and, you know, trying to get laid. Um, but when, when shit starts to go south for Angela with being teased and fucked with, like he's always right there, yeah. you know, to try and protect her and, and keep a close eye on her and make sure she's okay, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, man, I, I think the first time I saw this, this movie, I was, it was definitely video store days. Um, mm-hmm. my dad would take me to the video store. We had one literally half a mile from our house. And every week he would, he would take me there and, and I would get to pick out movies. And sometimes it was like repeat movies. Like he's like, come on, man. You've like already rented that so many times. How many times are you going to get Halloween? We got to just buy it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And he's like, oh, your, your grandpa can tape it for you. He's got the two cassette players on top of each other. That way we can, <laughs> we, need, we can stop recording, you know, having to rent this or whatever. But uh, I remember renting Sleepaway Camp because that, that, that box art man with the, the the tennis shoe with the knife going through it incredible such an such an awesome poster man such such an awesome you know box art to have for for the film so i picked it up i remember reading the back of it being like okay this has friday the 13th vibes and i really dig that like as a kid <laughs> you know i loved i loved michael and and all that shit immediately but uh friday the 13th as well like there was something really really mesmerizing as a kid with with jason so like i i i ate up all the friday the 13th movies and Mm -hmm. so when i got to sleepaway camp i was like all right cool so i remember renting it and it definitely it it has that that friday the 13th feel like that trope right it's got Mm -hmm. the one by one the kids are getting picked off and really fucked up in sinister ways yeah and you don't know who's doing it very much like the original friday the 13th that came out three years prior you know, God, God love Friday the 13th, man, because that, that literally. <laughs> you froze. Man, we can do that. Here, here's a hundred thousand dollars. You froze here's for a-, a little bit. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was the audio still cool? You're no, I was off for the, the mute, but okay. Are we good now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, right, cool. So it was like, God bless Friday the 13th because that movie made so much money that every film studio was like, oh, shit, we can do that, man. Here's a here's $100,000. Go, go make one of those. Yeah. And a lot of those movies are shit and enjoyably so. Some of them are shit and not enjoyably so. And some of them, we got some fucking, we got some gems in there, man. You know? I remember your Madman story. So Madman is is can is a gem for me. My bloody Valentine is a gem. The burning, you know, the prowl, the bur- Oh, dude, the fucking the burning is is the mecca for me. Like yep. I, I'll take I'll take the burning over Friday the Thirteenth any day. And I don't any give a day. fuck. I don't any give a day. Fuck. Who knows it? That movie's so incredible. So any day. 
every now and then when one of those film studios was trying to get one of one of these things off the ground, you, you got a you, you got a really good one. And I feel like out of all the the Friday the 13th one uh, ripoff films, uh, Sleepaway Camp is a really fucking solid one. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's really good. It's funny. I saw Sleepaway Camp uh, at a drive in at the Mahoning Theater, right? Yeah. Uh, drive in yeah. theater. Pennsylvania. And yep. And so Michael Gingold, I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, he's was at one point one of the chief editors for Fangoria magazine. He was there and he was sitting like a couple seats, you know, over, over, you know, camping a couple sections over for me. But like I, I was within ear distance of him and it was really interesting to hear him talk about Sleepaway Camp. Um, you know, this is a fan. This is the guy like the Mr. Fangoria. Right. And he was like, man, I really don't like this movie it was a double feature actually coincidentally enough of sleepaway camp and madman which was awesome <laughs> um but he was like yeah you know michael gingle was like dude i do not like this movie and someone was like well why man sleepaway camp is a classic and he was like dude it's really really mean-spirited like at least in friday the 13th yeah. when the people are getting killed it's just kind of like a wham wham you know you know there might be a quick gore gag or whatever but it, it, it it moves pretty quickly you know there's some death scenes in this movie that fucking really drag out so you feel every bit of it like my favorite kill in this entire movie is the corn boil kill i love it mm-hmm. i love it uh That's or sad. whether he survived who, who's to say he got taken off in an ambulance but uh yeah he got fucked up real bad and that's that's my favorite favorite kill gag in the entire movie because i mean dude it, the anticipation and the oh, yeah. buildup yeah. for that scene you know and then even the shot after like oh. the, the dude got all the fucking boiled water poured on him it's like dude how long was that shot where he's just like like just fucking <laughs> screaming his face has all those pus bubbles and shit it was dude. disgusting no great effects too like the bubbles are like rising up and just like popping on his face disgusting dude, amazing amazing but you know that that when i heard dude from fangoria say that i was like man you're right like that really is a mean-spirited fucked up movie and then there's um at the uh at the end of the film the chick uh judy that was fucking with angela the whole movie <laughs> dude you saw like it was very much implied there was a shadow with the curling iron like what did she do with that curling iron and that death man oh oh i know what you mean yeah 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 because like judy was like curling her hair when when angela walked in or whatever yeah and you know angela puts the pillow over her face mm-hmm. but then like there's the shadow of her picking up the curling iron it's like dude it's kind of implied what she does with it yeah you know it, <laughs> which is like dude jesus like it's just, <laughs> yeah it's just super fucking extra man as far as as the kill so i can definitely see how this is not for everybody because the, no. the death scenes are particularly brutal not only in in this film but that, the other films in the series i feel like are are so different tonally yeah but yeah. one thing that kind of ties them together is how brutal the deaths are in each of this each film in this franchise like absolutely fucked up man fucked up so what was was the corn boil one your favorite death as well or what, what was your favorite one um that's a hard one i i like the the b one is cool when he falls over um yeah but yeah i don't know like yeah i'd say that's the boiling one is pretty freaking amazing and that part with uh with judy or whatever where she dies 
I don't know if you noticed, but when you look at the person entering the cabin, that's not Angela. That's Ricky. Huh? If yeah. You watch, I, it, again, lo- it looked, it looked like Ricky, but I couldn't tell whether they were trying to make it look kind of like it could be a mix of them. No, it's cause it's cause Angela or Felissa Rose, her mom didn't want her doing any of the killing in the movie. So the whole movie, when you see like her hands, those are actually Jonathan Tierston's hands. No shit. The whole movie. So I guess that's why they used him in that like silhouette shot of him standing in the doorway before Judy dies. But they should have darkened that a little bit. So you couldn't yeah. see his face much. <laughs> I never noticed that until this watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess because they're blood relatives, like, I don't know. I don't know. But um, because I, I noticed that as well. But I, I thought it could be like a, hey, you know, they are related maybe they're trying to do a good mix of it to, to add some confusion to it. But yeah. yeah, that's, that's wild. I know when you watch it, you almost like think, Oh, are they trying to trick you into thinking Ricky's the killer? But I don't sure. Know. Sure. And the fucking camp owner was sure convinced that, uh, it was Ricky doing all the killing. The first time you saw it, who did you think was the killer? Did you I didn't know, man. I, I don't think, I don't think that, uh, the first time I watched, it, I think I just went along for the ride. I don't yeah. think I was like, yo, I think it's this person. Yeah. I think I was just kind of along for the ride yeah. of it. They definitely yeah. want you to believe it's Felissa, like, you know, at least halfway through where you kind of like, oh shit, they kind of are pointing it there. But you definitely think in your like conscious mind that it could be somebody else because because of that. What is it with <laughs> these sleepaway camp films where there's always like not always, but in the first one and Return. the third one. No, the third one, Teenage Wasteland. There's the old dude that's like in charge of the camp. He's like, sweet pea from part three. <laughs> dude, you know the guy from House of Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yeah, dude. So what, in part one and part three, one thing that they have in common is like, dude, the camp owner is like some old fucking guy that's like generally not an attractive looking <laughs> dude. But all of a sudden there's like a super hot person attending the camp that's like, for some reason, we're supposed to believe that they're interested in in these fucking guys. So, like the first one, the camp owner, oh, you know, so had weird. a had a thing for for Meg, right? And yeah. Meg had a thing for for him. So I'm like, nah. okay, first of all, it's like fucking weird, but also like, dude, you're like rocking a comb over with like <laughs> a fucking polo shirt that's like way too small for you. You're like an ugly dude. Like, come on. Yeah, man. and there's like good looking dudes all over the camp that are like her age. Why would? Why would she be going for this, like, what, 60 plus year old fucking part? Yeah. You know, it was Ricky. <laughs> I'm going to get him. <laughs> I can't even think of his lines. What's <laughs> like another thing he said, Mike Kellen? Um, uh, my Meg. <laughs> I knew it was you. Uh, uh, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I can think of like parts of it. <laughs> oh, um, man. But, but yeah, like I'm, I'm like, come on, man! Like, <laughs> re- ridiculous, man. Yeah, no, but I, I, I genuinely love any horror movie that's got the camp setting. I think it just works regardless of it if it's good or if it's not. Um, even Ernest goes to camp. Like any camp movie in general, I fucking love. For sure. And I for definitely, sure. I went to summer camp growing up, so for some reason, it's like a callback to that for me, and I love that. Um, but yeah, dude, this was shot in Glen Falls in New York. Oh shit! Or is Glens, that, is, Glens Falls. It's like near is Albany. It, is it still accessible to like go to? Is like is that shit still there? I think so. Yeah, I, I believe so. Not positive. But we'd have to look into it. 
Um, dude, we have to go there next time you come home, man. I'll yeah, dude. You there. I did not realize that's like literally four hours from Buffalo. Four, maybe dude. four and a half. So that's that's pretty damn close. I'm so. going to have to fucking... So what, what, what part of New York is it? I'm about to look and see how Glens, hard it is for me. Glens Falls. Glens Falls, New York. Let's see how far it is. Seven hours for me. See, that's not that bad, though, to go visit. It's not that bad, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll drive seven hours to go to fucking Camp Arawak, dude. Yeah, to be insane. Yeah. And I know this, the sequels, obviously, were shot up in Georgia, like around Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not sure. Where was Return? Oh, Return might have went back to the same camp, right? Um, let's see. I think that's why I think it's still there because I think they shot return at the same camp. I could be totally wrong though, but that is what my mind is going with. That would be, that would be super crazy if it is the, uh, the same place. Let's see. Do they even give, give that camp a name in the fourth one? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it was Manaby, right? Manaby. Yeah. I think it was Uh, Manaby camp. Uh, it's like Arawak, Rolling Hills, New Horizons, and then Manabe. Yeah. Okay. I I can't I can't see anything. I know for a fact it's Glens Falls. For is that for for Return as well? For the first one, I think it's for Return, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I'll I'll have to do some uh some further research on that. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it's like right near Saratoga, like where they do the horse races every year. Nice, dude. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to check that out, man. You you like going to the movie locations just like I do. Oh, dude, big time. Huge. Yeah. I still can't That's believe awesome. that my like child's play ones have like the most views out of anybody. I don't know if I ever told yeah. you that. That's, like, no, that, that's th- awesome, though. I think I'm the only person who's done child's play, too, also. Oh, sick, dude. For like a video. Yeah. So awesome. I have a couple that were pretty cool, but um, I want to do They Live. I hit up Sean Clark. I was like, yo, we should do They Live. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm busy making money and shit. He's like, uh, I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, the director actually went to the exact camp where they shot the first one. For, oh, did he really? Like in real life. Like in like, real life. Like when he was younger, he went to that exact camp. And he made sure that that's where he was going to be able to shoot the movie. And he, he made it happen. That's insane. I bet you he didn't have to pay them very much money at all either. And that's probably why too. He was yes. like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just go like make them do this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll just film off season where nobody's even going to be there and I'll give them money. And I'm glad you said that off season because he actually had to wait until after summer camp ended. And that's why, yeah, that's why I don't know. I think it's still there, <laughs> but at the time it was still there, um, obviously. And they shot the movie there after camp ended for the year. So I think it was after September, they were allowed to start shooting the movie. That's awesome. There's a sleepaway camp documentary coming out about the franchise. Do you, do you know Mike Perez? No. Mikey Perez. Oh man. He, uh, he's a great guy. He, uh, he also reps celebrities for conventions. Like he reps Corey Taylor from Slipknot and oh, okay. he reps, he reps a ton of fucking people, man. He's got some people that I can't wait until conventions pull the trigger on some of his, his people that he reps. Yeah. Like for instance, he's got Lisa Schrage from prom night too. She plays Mary. She plays Mary, Mary Lou. Lou. And yeah. And like, dude, I, I want to meet her so bad, man. I love that. I love that movie. And yeah. like, yeah. like we were talking about earlier, as far as the conventions go, you know, uh, a lot of these convention owners and showrunners are like, you know, but, 
is this person going to sell tickets? Because at the end of the day, it is a fan thing, but also it has to make money in order yeah. to keep having them. So yeah. I get it. But yeah, Mike, Mikey Perez, man, he uh, he's, he's a great guy, good friend. And um, he reps so many people from the Sleepaway Camp franchise. Yeah. Like so many people. I think he reps Felissa as well. Um, but dude, he reps, uh, you know, I think he reps Judy. I know he rep, reps Meg for sure. The, the yeah. actress that played Meg, but yeah. he's got people from sleepaway camp two and three. They've only done one convention days of the dead. Uh, I think like two years ago did a massive sleepaway camp two and three reunion. Yeah. And he, he brought people in, um, but not Pamela Springsteen. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I would fucking, I would love to, I would love to meet these people. I feel like if they ever do book them into a convention, like I'll just find, you know, a way to get like a, a poster for the franchise or whatever to where I don't have to do like separate posters for all of them. Or maybe I will. I don't know. I fucking love these movies. Yeah, dude, honestly, it's, they all have cool like artwork too. Even like the second and third ones are kind of fun. Dude, do you know how much earlier we talked about how much like original oh, theatrical posters go for? Dude, part crazy, two. Crazy. Part two, over $600. Get the fuck out. If you want an original Sleepaway Camp 2 poster, it's over $600. I'm guessing three. the three is a lot less. Um, Three is a lot less. Uh, it's also very fucking rare. Part three is like way, way, way rare. Um, oh, really? I don't even know if there's any original part three posters on eBay right now, but I know there's an original part two poster that's on mm-hmm. eBay right now, and it's listed for $666. Jesus Christ. Six, six, Nikki. Oh, so he, he's just doing that to be cool. <laughs> nah, yeah, but like, no, I'm, I'm sure he really wants over $600 for it because that's, that's how much they go for. Speaking of ourselves being autograph hounds, I see your commando poster in the back and I really need to ask yep. you a personal question. Hit me. I think I told you about this earlier. I have a friend that I'm supposed to go see Boogie Nights with tonight at midnight at the Tarantino Theater, New Beverly. And that's nice. just to see a midnight screening of Boogie Nights, which I, you know, I plan on going to. I have a ticket that I bought a while back. But just yesterday, I found out that the director of Roller Boogie, who also directed Commando and also oh, directed shit. Class of 1984, Firestarter. Oh, shit, dude. Is going to be at another screening tonight for Roller Boogie. And I also know the guy that's like hosting that event. So I know for sure I'm going to get my shit signed. And dude. I'm like, fuck, dude, because that's at 10 p.m. And New Bev, I guess, I don't know if this is true, but my friend told me that um, they don't let you come in like super late, like to to get like your seat saved or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if your friend was saving your seat, like they wouldn't allow it probably once the show starts. But I don't know if that's really true or not, but I don't know, it's like an old movie, man. I don't know. I'm like, who's going to give a shit? Right to me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like, dude, I really just want to go to the roller boogie one. <laughs> dude, you have to go, man. I got my fire starter in class of 1984 Blu-rays right here. I'm just like, dude, that's the better move. Plus, plus if For I go, sure, you're getting, you're getting an autograph out of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. too, too. And probably a picture with the guy. Plus, yeah. Um, plus boogie nights is like a three hour movie. That's going to go till 3 a.m like jesus dude fuck dude the bills start tomorrow at like 10 a.m plus i got malignant so i'm just kind of like what do i do hashtag la problems too much too much fun shit to do not enough time man do you think he's gonna be bummed if i just tell him i can't come to boogie nights i feel like you have to tell him (laughs) i mean like dude you gotta you gotta compare the two like if you're gonna meet somebody a filmmaker that you like and when are you gonna meet him again 
Yeah, when are you yeah. gonna meet him again? That's never I mean, gonna dude, happen you again. Could, you could watch Boogie Nights any day of the week on fucking Hulu. Hulu right yeah. now, it's on there for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're gonna make that tough call. I, if I was in your position, I would definitely go the roller boogie one for sure. How do you cancel on your friends though? You say, "Hey, man, I really need this autograph." So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Tough shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, pop pop quiz. You mentioned Commando because the poster's right behind me. Yeah. Uh, what actor played who who played Michael Myers was in Commando in a scene? Pop George quiz. Wil- hot shot. George Wilbur. Close because George Wilbur was in another. Schwarzenegger film. It's uh, Dick Warlock is in Commando. He plays the uh, okay. police officer at the ball. I think I do remember that. I haven't seen yeah. it in Mad Long, but I've seen it a couple times. And Commando is a kick ass. That's like that's like one of the best action movies ever. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's and the one liners in that movie are just fucking fantastic. I love I Hilarious. love Commando, man. I love it. Vernon Wells is amazing in it. Oh, incredible. So good. One of my earliest guests. I had him on like you know right after Sean, I think. Oh, dude, that's awesome. He he was in, and here's another like little little known slasher gym. If you have not seen it, you have to see it. So it's got two different titles. So it's it's Curse of the 49er. Oh, I've is, seen it. I've seen it. Okay. You've seen it? With Vernon Wells? Yeah. Yeah. I, fucking, I love that movie, dude. That was but, fun. Like, people, people don't know about that movie. I mean, he's gonna be at a, a chiller theater. And because like the other name for the movie is Minor Miner's Massacre or some shit shit like that yeah that's yeah i think that's what it's commonly called by is miners massacre um there's like no poster out there for it because i love that movie man and i always i always was like yeah i'm gonna get something i'll just print something out and have john carl beekler sign it and then you know he passed away and r.i.p and now the only way i can get one yeah now the only way i can get one is uh is vernon wells and it's just one of those things man i'd I'd rather be able to find a poster but they don't exist don't hate me, but I do have a signed eight by ten by John Carl Buchler. Yeah, uh, I mean, dude, that's all. That's awesome. I've, I've met him. I've yeah. met him. Uh, I met him several times, but I, the times that I met him, I, I didn't get anything Miner's Massacre signed. I should have. Yeah, he what was did, super what, cool. What's your eight by ten you got? It's just like a picture of him with like all his like creations surrounding him, uh, like like I think Freddie was standing up, and then like. I, like I know that. exactly which one you're talking about. I fucking I love yeah, that like, image. Like he's like he's looking like all ghoul- serious. He's got ghoulies and shit in there too. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's so just like that's that's a rad autograph. Dweller dweller. Yeah, you that's know, awesome, I that's dude. that's one I gotta freaking hang up too. I don't I have it in the fucking binder like an asshole. He should be on yeah. the wall. Yeah, he, he's he was amazing, man. He was absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was like 2011. I met him at the Eerie Horror Film Festival in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's so awesome. That was great. So awesome. Which that that festival is finally coming back. Apparently, like this, this fall, yeah. I don't know if you ever went to that one, but it's pretty fun. No, dude, yeah, you got you got to let me know when, when they announce shit for that. Uh, I actually, you know, it kind of stinks because I actually reached out to the festival owner, and I actually used to screen some of my films there. But I uh, I reached out to the festival owner and was trying to get him for an episode, and he said yes at first, and we made like a flyer for him and everything, and then he kind of just went silent. And I don't know if he just didn't want to do it, but he just didn't straight up tell me. So I'm just kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like sometimes people, they, they like the idea of, yeah. of doing something. And then when it comes down to it, they're like, oh, I gotta like put set aside time and like, just tell me though, you know? Yeah, for sure. For Cause at sure, first he was like interested. So I don't know. 
anyways, he was really cool when you did the festival. I'm, ha- I'm glad it's coming back. People should go. Uh, but now I definitely don't feel bad to tell my little funny <laughs> eerie horror f- film festival story. Hit me. Um, so we went to go to that and this was the first time I ever went there. This was actually the day I met Alex, uh, Alex Vincent for the first time. And like a bunch of people, um, Michael Baldwin was there. Uh, nice. The dude from clerks. What's his name? Uh, Brian O'Halloran was there. Yep. It was a good lineup. Uh, John, I think John was there. Beverly Bonner from basket case. Anyways, so it's 2011 and I just was with my friend, John, and we go to this festival and he's not really super into like the horror stuff or anything. So he was just kind of fucking around the whole time we were there <laughs> and just kind of like, just making me laugh and just being crazy. And we went into, we went to the bathroom or whatever. And this guy, no joke. And I mean, this, this was pretty immature of him. This dude freaking pisses all over the fucking bathroom. Oh no. <laughs> like, like pisses on the toilet paper roll. <laughs> like I'm just like we're in high school at the time so it's like it is what it is but I'm just like that tracks then that tracks I'm like you're trash but that's that's pretty funny and then we go and then you, the, what you should have what you should have told him is your ass stinks yeah I was like your ass stinks <laughs> no but I was just like dude you can't be doing that like because I don't do that kind of stuff but I just yeah. like I was scared because I, I wanted to be there I don't want to get kicked out yeah <laughs> so basically and it, it's a pretty quiet film festival like it's not there's hardly anybody there almost all the tables don't have lines oh actually the same weekend was the uh all three um what do you call it uh boondock saints were there Norman Reedus no line even back for before them. the yeah, I was back before the Walking Dead shit, man. 20 bucks for each of them. I was like, what? I had a half hour conversation with them. Anyways, um, so the bathroom thing happens. And then we go to like, this was like an old theater. It's called the Warner Theater in Erie. And I guess they mm-hmm. tore it down. But um, yeah, it had like the big balcony and everything. So you could sit like way up, you know, high up. And then, or you could be like down below. And I just remember I had like peanut M&Ms or something. And my friend was like, oh, give me a couple. I'm like, okay. And this was right after the bathroom gag. He starts tossing peanut M&Ms off like the top balcony. And there's like a film festival going on. And there's there's really like hardly anybody in there. Um, so it's even more obvious. There's like maybe 10 people below all scattered. And he fucking just starts tossing these M&Ms and they're ricocheting throughout all the aisles. And it just goes on for like a f- 10 seconds because it's just so high up. Right. He's here. <laughs> and then no joke. No joke, like the uh, the film usher or whatever comes in, like, and we're the only people up there pretty much. And I thought for sure it was either the M and M's or the bathroom thing that we're getting kicked out of, like my second convention ever. I was like, no. And uh, he comes up, he's like, oh, you, you can't have a drink in here. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's yeah. yeah. That was Stuff like that you don't forget. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was sick. It was definitely awesome. Um, that's, that's, that's too funny, man. That, but yeah, that's too funny. But yeah, so dude, when, uh, Miner's Massacre is sick, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to rewatch it soon. It's been it's been a couple years since I've seen it. And I just remember fucking loving it. Dude, I need to give you a list of like slasher Please. films that are like very little known. Um, yeah, there's there's some good ones. Have you ever seen Mask Maker? Mask Maker. Let me look it up. Yeah, it it's like 2000 something um wait is that the one it, with, oh yeah i've seen the cover a million times dude it's actually fucking good man i'm gonna watch that 
I've seen that cover yeah. at Blockbuster like a thousand times. That's what I was going to say. You said a lot of people don't know about Miner's Massacre, but dude, I saw that on the shelves of Blockbuster like every time I went. It had that such that like cheesy fucking straight to video box art, man. You could tell like, it like uh, <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, it looked like a lot of shitty movies that were coming out around that time. The only difference was is that it wasn't shitty like those other movies. I mean, it was cheesy. Don't get me wrong, but so much fucking fun. It kind of looked like Jeepers Creepers a little bit, like on that cover. Maybe that's what they were going for. They're, trying, they're like, fuck it. Let's give that vibe so we can sell yeah. some copies. <laughs> um, all right. Back to the first one. Let me just, I fucked up my thing. Um, I got a million notes for this one. Um, so I can only imagine it must have been pretty damn cold when they filmed this. And I think they talked about that in the commentary because they had to wait till like end of September. So we're talking sure. New York in the fall. And they're filming like a lot of like all night scenes. So that's, that must've been pretty tough. And most of them are wearing like shorts and stuff. And dude, you know. those cut off fucking shirts, oh. like those belly shirts that dudes would wear in the eighties at that time. <laughs> so oh, classic. Man. I'm, I'm glad we, we missed, we missed that man. <laughs> because like, dude, it's like, I'm going to get this t-shirt and I'm going to cut it like yeah. fucking four inches above my <laughs> belly button. And I'm going to wear this belly shirt, bro. Cause like, I need people to see my belly because that's, you, think, you know, do you think fat guys did that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, look at today, man. You know, you've got fucking people squeezing into those fucking yoga pants. It's like, you know, God damn well, you shouldn't be in those fucking <laughs> yoga pants. You know, God damn well. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. plane. <laughs> dude, I, uh, I love how 80s films look like there's just such mm -hmm. you know a beautiful cinematography feel for for these 80 slasher films like i i love that the the movie opened up like with the landscape of of the of the camp and it's yeah. it's kind of showing you around different glimpses of what the camp looks like it's fuck you know not only is the camp like really like beautiful that beautiful. time of year but like dude just just you know shooting on film and that type of film and the lighting and everything for how movies were made in the eighties. Like Im immediately when, when the movie started, I was like, Oh fuck. I love eighties, eighties slash every single time. And then like, dude, the score, the, the score, score yeah. is straight up eighties, man. Like, like beautiful, like orchestral almost in the beginning, yeah. the very beginning montage of, of the movie, like just a beautiful and haunting, but like letting you know, like you're, you're about to be in for some shit. Like they, yeah, they don't yeah. do scores like that anymore either. Never. Um, but I just, I love how this movie opens, opens up kind of beautiful. And then it starts with the, uh, the boating accident. Right. Yeah. Dude. I and, just, I love, I love one of the gorgeous like locations meet with like a gorgeous score though. Like when the two come uh, together, it's unstoppable. Like even if the acting sucks, like you're, you still got yeah, like a pretty oh, decent sure. movie. <laughs> They're like, okay. Like, I feel like I can hang out for this. Yeah. I just watched, uh, I just watched burnt offerings recently. Uh, it's okay. on, it's on shutter. And that, that's another example of like, just it looking like it's, you know, like a time capsule for that time for, for how it was filmed, how it was shot, you yeah. know, the beautiful location mixed with the beautiful score. And that, that's what the first sleepaway camp had is, is a really fucking really, really great score and, and fantastic locations. Big time. Um, so Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tierston both had crushes on each other during the making of this movie. I don't know if you knew that. No shit. 
Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I, I could see it because obviously they're playing, you know, cousins or whatever. They're like together all the time. Plus they're what, what were they like? 50, he was 15. I think when he did it, I don't know how old she was. I think she was 13. Cause it was five years later when they did the sequel. Yeah. yeah Cause it was five years later. They did the sequel. They asked her to come back or no, no, no. I think she auditioned for it, but they didn't want her cause she wasn't comedic enough or something. Yeah. I think, I think what I heard is that it was out of a courtesy. They were like, Hey, you know, we're making this movie and we're bringing Angela back. Like, would you want to come in and read for it? And the reason we're having you read for it is because it's kind of a different tone and vibe yeah. than the first one. You know, I feel like Sleepaway Camp 2 went full Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because they were like, all right, we're not going to make the same movie again. So instead, like, we're just going <laughs> to ramp up the violence and ramp up the comedy. We're going to flip it which on is exactly, <laughs> Which is exactly what they did. So I guess she came in and read for it, but like, she wasn't really very interested in it. And I think from what I heard, they were already like heavily, heavily wanting Pamela Springsteen. Yeah. I think they already decided on her, but they wanted to give her a chance, but as, as a courtesy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it might've been different if, if Felissa was like gung ho on like, no, I, I, I need to reprise this role. But I think she was also kind of like, man, I'm going to college. Like, I don't, <laughs> going I don't to college. know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to college, man. I don't know if I need this. She, I can't imagine she made much on the first one anyway. No, I mean, I, I bet you nobody got a fucking payday out of that that first one, man. Like well, now, it's that's what's crazy yeah. is like it, so many years went by, and then when the conventions picked them up, they're just they're still fucking living off of it now. You know that that's one cool thing about Felissa is that you know COVID has been such a huge thing the past almost two years, and when conventions slowly started to happen again, mm-hmm. she was one of the first names that was like Felissa okay. Rose. Felissa Rose so it's like yeah. you know she was getting back out there to do fan events um and dude she slays at them you know like she's such a cool person like you know that and oh yeah of course I went to funny enough right before the shit hit the fan with COVID I went to an event called Pop Rocket Horror um okay it takes place in uh Pennsylvania and the guy that runs it his name's Scott Scott Hewitt he's he's a fucking great guy he's a friend and he put on an event called uh it was new year's evil pop rock and new year's evil so it was he's the first one to ever do it to my knowledge it was a new year's eve party for horror fans wow dude yeah it was so you know december 31st new year's eve you know everybody wants to bring in the new year dude that's how i was feeling horror that's how i was feeling watching terror train last night because that's like a train party on new year's eve i'm just like i want to i want to see that one day that's funny you're talking about that Dude, it 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 was fucking awesome, right? So, yeah, he only brought in a couple guests for for that show, um, because he wanted, you know, he wanted it to be more about the experience of mm-hmm. of celebrating New Year's among horror friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as a fun added bonus, he brought in a couple celebrities, and so he brought in Felissa Rose, David Howard Thornton, who uh, plays Art the Clown and Terrifier. He, he brought him in. Oh, good, love him. Um. Jennifer Banco brought her in and uh, I want to say there was maybe like one other person that he brought in. Um, But dude, let me tell you what Felissa Rose, the reason that conventions consistently book her is because not only a fans want to, to meet her and, you know, have more than one, you know, encounter hanging out with her and talking with her and getting autographs from her, but she's so fucking cool, man. Like, dude, seriously, she, she went around, 
so we're in this huge like banquet hall like yeah bringing the new year's in right and it was 2019 going into 2020 boy did we have no idea what the fuck was coming for us <laughs> um but like dude she she made it a point that she was like literally going around the room you know kind of at her own pace and like just talking and hanging out with people and dancing with fans and like singing karaoke and dude so so cool she definitely gives off that vibe like she's not really just there for the money she's just there to hang out with the fans and i love that yeah yeah dude and it was awesome and what's 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 really funny about that that whole event dude is there was a it (laughs) it wasn't COVID, but there was a airborne virus like a like a foodborne virus i think or not maybe not foodborne but an airborne virus that went around that convention like dude like over 40 people got this virus and it made you sick as fuck and the reason that i'm i I know that is because i know from experience i was like one of the 40 or 50 people that that got this thing and like dude here's the thing i didn't eat any food because they they had catering there yeah but we had went out to like a really really nice restaurant for dinner that night so like i didn't eat any food there so it wasn't like oh well like it was food poisoning like no i didn't fucking eat there um but so it was like january 2nd was when it hit like it took a couple days for the fucking virus to take over i was so sick like i was puking my fucking brains it's the sickest that i i think i've been since i was like a kid getting really yeah, it was like it was some kind of flu virus or whatever, and it was brutal as shit. It was funny. I just I just ran into Scott at a convention a couple weeks ago, and I was like, dude, we were talking about the. I was like, dude, you gonna do another Pop Rock New Year's show? And I think he's trying to get one off the ground. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Like, I'll be there. And I was like, I'll be there despite the fact that I was on my fucking deathbed <laughs> after going to going to your last one, man. He and he laughed. He was like, dude, I didn't get it. He goes, I didn't get it. I didn't get it, but everyone else did. <laughs> yeah, and and I would have said like, oh man. I, think it was fucking covid but like dude no you, like this you, you were puking your guts out which is like nah, nah dude you don't COVID. you don't you don't puke with covid at all no no so we we got some fucking airborne virus and it was it was brutal as shit but uh but yeah dude felissa felissa is amazing i've met her several times to the point that um that mike perez who i talked about earlier was like oh felissa do you know jeremy and she's like oh i i, I know jeremy hey how are you blah 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 yeah, where it's yeah. like that's how many times, you know, that we've been at the same events or whatever. She's just so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. She usually remembers me, too. The one thing I'll say, though, is I, I tried getting her on this podcast like two or three times, and she's always said yes, and we've always like kind of like sort of set it up, and she's another one. I think she just kind of forgets because <laughs> she's just got so much going on. She's got so much going on, so I don't fault her at it at all, but sure. if anybody out there can like <laughs> reach out to her, because I don't want to like hit her up like a fourth time. Like that's too many times. I, I can if, I can I can probably help that. Yeah, I'd I love I would that. love to give her a cool interview, honestly. Yeah, and that'd be awesome, dude. She's always been awesome. Like I said, I, I actually ran into her at uh Days of the Dead during COVID. And so I got to, to witness how cool cool she was during all of that. And yeah, she's hell awesome. yeah. It was like last June. But um yeah, let's talk about Aunt Martha real quick. <laughs> oh, so creepy, dude. She is excellent. I mean, this is right off the bat in the beginning of the movie. This is when you know, okay, this is gonna be kind of funny. Oh, <laughs> um, so over the top and amazing. She deserved her own picture. Like, what a crazy ass lady, dude. Yeah, that's that's a great prequel that we uh we I think we need. And that was actually Felissa's first day on set. So imagine like how weird that must have been. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What movie She's am like, I in? What, what is this?" Yeah. 
but yeah, I know, I know Felissa's mom had to be on set like at all times. And she definitely yeah. was like adamant about Felissa not being like the killer, like technically, you know, and she don't want her to see any of any of the craziness. I wonder if she was allowed to see the movie when it came out. Cause like, dude, that ending with the, with the stand in and, and yeah, you know, using her life cast and shit, like what a fucking, you know, yeah. Quentin, Tarant- Quentin Tarantino has gone on record uh, many times. And I think Kevin Smith too, of just being like, man, that movie was so fucking bonkers. And that ending. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, I don't think they had any issue with that, and I think they actually laugh about that in the commentary because a lot of people think that they would, but um, I think it was just the killing that her mom didn't want her to do. Um, I'll, yeah, I will tell you one sense. thing though. I'm gonna find where I got I got notes on that. I do know that the guy that they had dressed up, you know, as Angela for that naked shot that that's really him, by the way. That's a naked dude. That that's is not, a that's a real naked dude. That's a real peepee. Yes. Okay. It's not originally, I guess they were going to go for like a strap on or some shit, but they, they literally just got some like college dude and what they did basically. And they talk about this in the commentary that, um, they basically got him super drunk or like gave him a lot of beer and he went and did this shot. And apparently he was like crying throughout it. And I, I don't, I don't know if it was because of what he was doing or if he was just super drunk, but they, they did talk about that. And they were like, they felt really fucked up for just doing it in general. They're like, all right, even though you're crying, like, like chill. Cause we're about to, we're about to roll again. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, dude. And, like, he was all like hanging out with his fucking George W. Bush out, like fucking Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> Bush, George W. Bush. Bush. <laughs> it's just fucking Bush and weenie out, man. Yeah. But <laughs> dude, what an iconic ending, but um, oh, amazing. But yeah, with aunt Martha, it's kind of weird because you know, Ricky's technically her son, right? Right. I mean, they're polar opposites. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's like completely normal. And even when she's Super like, Super chill. <laughs> she's like, if they ask you how you got your physical paperwork, and he's like, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I won't tell mom. Like, you can tell he's so annoyed by her. He's like, got any chips? And she's like, I believe there's a whole bag. <laughs> <laughs> her, her acting is just so fantastic. She's she's almost like Piper Laurie and Carrie, you know, and because yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Obviously, Piper Laurie thought Carrie was a comedy to begin with, but it almost it almost seems like she was going for the same gag. Yeah, she's like, yeah. let's just go super over the top. Let's be a maniac, <laughs> fucking Nicolas Cage style. Literally, right? Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, I was supposed to go see Valley Girl today, and I've never seen that. Is he crazy in that one? I've never seen Valley Girl either, to be honest no, with you. Okay, I'm just curious if he's crazy Cage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, break breakout breakthrough performances from Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tierston both do a great job carrying the film. You know, pretty much every all the characters in this movie are likable to some extent. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I mean, Jonathan Tierston, man. Like I said earlier, his his portrayal of Ricky, I just I feel like he was a really really good child actor. Oh, he's fantastic, and he got he got picked up at like a college or something. Like they were holding at like a local college, they were holding auditions, and his friends pushed him to go. And I, I don't know if he had done, he might've done like a play or something at the time. I, I don't remember, but I just remember his, his friends pushed him to go. And for some reason they picked him and it worked yeah. out. Yeah, dude, he was, he was so great in the movie. Uh, even um, uh, his friend that, that has a love interest in uh, Angela. What, what is that kid's character's name? Um, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Bill or something. 
Oh no, Paul, Paul, Paul. Okay, yeah, yeah, Paul. Uh, played by Christopher Collette. Yeah, he, even he fantastic. was great, man. He was great. Like usually when you get some some inexperienced child actors, because I mean, even if this thing had like a decent budget for what it was, it's still a low budget horror film. You know, they don't yeah. have all the money in the world to play around with. Um, so typically with with slasher fare from this time, you know, you got some some local talent and people that had never acted before. Yeah. You know, like you know, like Jonathan Tierston and shit like that. But they they did a really good job with the kids that they cast in in the in the roles. Plus, like I thought that they were all believable too. Plus, Robert Hiltzik was super young when he directed this. He was like mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah, I mean, yeah. damn, to orchestrate a cast like that at that age is pretty incredible. Yeah, and bring out their best performances. I think he did a great job. Yeah, there was. I, I feel like there was no weak link. You know what I mean? Like in this film, at least. You know, like I I just watched Malignant, <clears throat> and there's so many characters in that film but i could call out like yo this fucking person is terrible <laughs> like they're not a good actor oh like it, to where they stick out really where it's like yeah to where they stick out to where it's like okay like <sighs> you're not on par with the other people that you're on screen with right now <clears throat> to where this film sleepaway camp i didn't feel like that for anyone um See, that's almost like a director problem, though. And I hate I would hate to say that about James Wan because he's so incredible. Yeah. But yeah, it, it really is like the director's responsibility to bring out their best performance, like at the end of the day. Yeah. But and, I mean, and some, sometimes yeah. I think it's possible that the wrong person is chosen for a part as well. And then yeah, once exactly. I think I, once I feel like that you maybe realize that it's like, all right, well, we've got Fuck. cameras. We're rolling. Time is money. Like we have to keep going, yeah, you know, that's, that's rough. Yeah. Was the little girl from Annabelle good in it? At least, or no? She was. She was fantastic. Okay, so she's a good one. Yeah, she was fantastic. Uh, let's talk about Ronnie from Sleepaway Camp. Fucking okay. the counselor, Ronnie. I love that dude, man. He's all like fucking jacked. He's all fucking. Oh, Ronnie. Fucked. Oh, yeah. For a second, yeah, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, Ronnie's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. He comes back for return too, <laughs> dude. Which is funny because like when he comes back for returns and you know part four, yeah. he's still jacked. Oh, he's dude! So fucking buff for man. 30, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm wearing like, like booty shorts. Dude, I love it. <laughs> dude, I, I just it. like. I'm curious what he did at the time. Like, he obviously wasn't just an actor. He, I, I'm curious. Like, was he like an athlete? Like, what the fuck? He had to have been like a bodybuilder, and that was like such a big thing yeah. at its time too, because bodybuilding had just become like a phenomenon with like the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and the Lou Ferrigno's at that time, to where you know I feel like bodybuilding and and the the eighties was such a, such a central topic for, for so many people, especially, yeah. you know, males that during that time period. So it looks like he was just like super into to bodybuilding and, and fitness and stuff. And it looks like that was a lifestyle choice that he made for the rest of his life because he was just as jacked in part four. I'll be honest though. I feel like that's the one character that felt really out of place. <laughs> I'm like, why is this guy here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, his his portrayal of Ronnie was a little bit over the top, which yeah. I kind of dig, you know, because he's the, he's the guy that like at, at least in the first one he's like, you know, like he just he doesn't think it's a killer at first, so he's just like, wow, we don't know what's going on here. Yeah, and then yeah. by by four, he's the opposite. He's the first one to be like, it's Angela. He's like, Angela's the killer. Oh, should I say, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, dude, but, so. So good, man. So here's a fun, a fun thing. Uh, I was at the new Beverly Cinema 
like a week ago ish or no, like a week and a half ago, I went to see sunset Boulevard and whatever happened to baby Jane, like a double feature. Nice. And had this like trans person sitting next to me, you know, seemed super cool. He, she, however you want to call it. Um, super cool person. And, but then he was like, uh, he said, he said sleepaway camp. Oh, he's not, he's never seen sleepaway camp because it's a transphobic movie. Huh. And he was like, how do, how do I say, it? I don't, I don't want to say he or she, cause somebody's going to call me out. So what do I say? Yeah, them, them, them. They, 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 yeah, go with they, let's go with that. <laughs> they said that it was a transphobic movie and that it was like, he, they couldn't see it. Huh? I, I hadn't heard that. Um, I mean, these days, I guess you can interpret everything into anything. I don't I know. Yeah. I, I don't see that as a hateful movie towards trans people. They also talk about that in the commentary too, though. They they do say that they've gotten that before. But Weird. Felissa was like, "Yeah, this is not this is not a hateful movie towards trans people." Which which is is interesting. I'm glad that you said that um, because the sequels are just riddled with <laughs> fucked up like like racial and profiling like oh, dude yeah. part, part two was like straight up like homophobic like they say with, like faggot like right in the movie don't they yeah like a bunch dude and there's like a bunch of like homophobic stuff that like they, they ultimately they put that in there not as a statement but to make yeah. you hate the fucking characters and and want them dead you know yeah, yeah for sure you know becoming meat for the slaughter you know if you will but uh and then the third one is fucking racist as shit. Like yeah, big time. you've got you've got a racist character in the third one. So it's yeah. kind of funny. They they intentionally put those those tropes into those two films to where part one would have been easy for them to to kind of set that up, you know, for any kind of transphobic stuff. I, I didn't pick up on any of that though. Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with that logic, but you know, it teach is what it own. is. Yeah, teach their own, I guess. There's definitely no reason to like not watch a movie just because you think it's like that, like still give sure. it a watch. Like, I mean, it's, a, sure. it's an iconic movie. You're just going to listen to, you know, maybe one person you read about that said that, you know, that's pretty lame. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently they're working on another sleepaway camp movie. And they have been for a long time. And Felissa, I hope so. I, I guess said that, that there's been some progress that's been made on it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. super interested in, in finding out what that is. Hopefully Alan comes back and he's actually the killer this time. Hopefully he just decided, you know, he, he got his ass beat up at the, the last one. Dude, <laughs> we'll that would be that. so amazing. <laughs> so I like, guess a direct sequel to part four. Everyone would be like, no fucking way. I'd be the only one. To be, you and I would be the only one excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, um, be, I'd be so pumped. But yeah, I love how that camp counselor Meg is talking to her cabin and gestures to the other counselor and goes, this is Susie. Got any problems? This is the complaint department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many bitchy yeah. characters in that movie. These these movies are 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 absolutely riddled with just fucking characters that hate. they that that you just want to that you do hate as you watch them. I wonder if like the director was like bullied as a kid. Like it must have been. Something, man. Or or, or he, he just, just wanted or he is the bully. Just, <laughs> yeah, or he just wanted these characters so unlikable that when they got fucking slashed yeah. up you were like yeah, like that you celebrate it rather yeah. than rather than be like on pins and needles like oh fuck i hope that this person doesn't die you're like fuck yeah i want that person to die <laughs> dude and I, and I feel like we've all known an angela at some point you know somebody that doesn't hardly speak at all and always seems like they want attention and don't at the same time 
Sure. Especially yeah. at camp too. There's a lot of people like that at camp that were like yeah. you know, kind of weird and quiet. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if he named Angela like after anybody particular. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. It, that that would be a fucking great interview to get right there. We, man. Let's get him. Let's fucking get him. <laughs> Dude, no, that we'll just call, yeah, we'll just call his law firm. They're like, okay, um, are, are you needing ca- counsel? Like, yes, I need uh, you to counsel me <laughs> on uh, the history of sleepaway camp, and I need you to come on this podcast. Just bullshit him about law for like twenty minutes and be like, all yeah. right, all right, I'm just kidding. I just want you in for an interview. Just do my podcast. Yeah. We love sleepaway camp. Can you please come on, please? <laughs> I wonder if he's if he's returning for the next one. I don't know, man. I feel like I think he owns like the the franchise now. I, I think for the sequels, he had very little to nothing to do with it as far as two and three. Yeah, I think yeah. they just literally slapped his name on it. Was like, oh yeah, Robert Hiltzik. But I don't think he had any real involvement with two or three whatsoever. But I think I would assume now he owns the rights again. Yeah. So I wonder yeah, why he didn't do two or three. Maybe he was trying to make some some real money, and he was like, "Man, I can make some real money being a lawyer." And uh, you know what? Yeah. I think I think they actually offered him money. I think that's what happened. I think he got offered money for the other guy to do it. Yeah, something like that. So he's just like, "Okay, fuck it, it's yours, take it." Yeah, pay that's me. Probably what? Pay me. I don't have. It's like the John Carpenter motto: "Pay yeah. me, and I don't have to do shit." That's the best kind of payday. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. He goes. He goes. Somebody asked him, uh, John Carpenter, a question. They were like, you know, how do you feel about all of these remakes from your movie coming out? Like, you know, Halloween, The Fog, Assault on Precinct 13. He goes, oh, he goes, I, I love it. He goes, because I'm sitting on my couch. I'm playing my Xbox. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're making this movie. And I'm like, okay, pay me. And in between me playing my video game, a check magically appears in my hand from the film studio. Here you go. We're making the movie. And he goes, and I put the check down and I cash it and I put it in the bank and I go back to to playing my video game. And I did no work. He goes, I hope they remake everything that I've ever done. That's so funny. Do do we know what, what games he plays? I feel like he plays like horror ones. Yeah. I know he plays like, like shoot, shoot him up games. Like fucking, uh, yeah. What, what, what is the, the, the big one you know i'm not, not gears a of war uh, and shit gears of war Gears of war and shit like that yeah call of duty maybe call of duty there you go i think call of duty was like his shit really i didn't know that yeah yeah I, I feel like that's one of them that i that i've seen him say that he he's super into he's done a lot of video game stuff too because he's like super passionate about video games so oh, like big time yeah so these these different companies will come to him and he'll like consult them on different ideas and shit like that and i think he plays with his son cody Carp- carpenter too right I think so, yeah. Yeah, they're both super into it. Dude, Cody's awesome too, man. Dude, how great was that show? Let's just say we went to see John Carpenter, like, what was that, four years ago now? Yeah. In in Syracuse, New York, dude. Oh, my God, it was amazing. It was so great, man. I will never forget how poor, how piss poor Peter's picture came out. (laughs) That is the funniest picture I've ever seen. Dude, Carpenter was completely looking in another direction. With, like, a very pissed off, like, smug look. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. It's, so it's weird because I've, ha- I've had so many different experiences with Carpenter that like, I, I just don't know how that guy ticks, man, because like, yeah, he's my favorite filmmaker of all time. But there's been times where I'm like, all right, like he just kind of he's there. He's signing. He wants to sign the stuff. He wants to get a picture taken, you know, and that's that's it. Move. Keep, keep moving. Let's go. 
And then there's been times where he's so fucking talkative and so cool to where it's like, yeah, he's definitely, he he definitely has different vibes and moods for sure. He's definitely a little weird when you compliment him. Like he'll like, I I think when I met him the first time I met him at the Grove in LA at like his book signing, he was like like the comic book signing or whatever. And I just was like, dude, you're like the man, like you're, this is like, you got all my favorite movies. Halloween is like my favorite movie. He was like, gee that's wonderful or he said something like that yeah yeah he, he, he just tell he's just like fuck this kid he, he says the same thing as everybody <laughs> yeah I, I think that it's just like so weird for him to be complimented constantly from like <laughs> complete strangers he's like ah, ah, okay thank you like i don't know what to do with that okay yeah. i'm glad you like my stuff i don't i don't know what you i don't know yeah i get it i get it but kuching you know he, he makes a lot too <laughs> oh fuck yeah dude fuck yeah I'm, I'm hoping he goes on tour next year man yeah, you think you think there won't be any even this year? You think like a like a last minute one, maybe? Man, we're 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 winding down, man. It's like September. Yeah. We've got what? October, November, December, three months left in this year. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. I, I I would I would find it unlikely he'd do anything this year, but hopefully next year, you know, he did the complete score for Halloween kills that's coming out uh yeah, in a few yeah. weeks. So hopefully, you know, hopefully once the new year kicks in, you know, he'll announce a tour because yeah, I'm dude, I'm dying to to go to another John Carpenter tour. Shall we quickly touch on that? Uh, the reviews are very split on that movie. <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah. I, I haven't read any of them um, yeah. because I, I am anticipating the movie like very much. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go into with any like preconceived notions of what it is or what it isn't. Um, yeah. I just thought it's a little better than that last one personally, but I heard, I heard that the, the one thing I did here, I didn't read it. Um, but somebody told me, they said, um, I have a buddy that saw it. Um, yeah. He said, I don't love it, but it's better than the last one. It's okay. Okay, that's cool. Um, he said the kills were fucking fantastic. The reason that this movie is called Halloween Kills is apparently this yeah, one it's gruesome. like just is gruesome as fuck and the kills are insane. So yeah. Um I'm I'm all for it. I'm excited. To me, you know, not to go on a tangent about Halloween on our fucking sleepaway camp, you know, spiel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh dude, for me, Halloween is Halloween. Halloween 2, Halloween H2O. For me, the original sister trilogy so is is Halloween to me. I, I dig all of them. Don't get I don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. Like I, I I fuck with four, five, six. You know, I I don't fuck with resurrection at nah. at all. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you could have you could have made that Jason and that would have worked perfectly as a Friday the 13th movie. You could have made that Leatherface and it could have been a Leatherface movie. Like they just made him such an indisposable or disposable fucking uh yeah. like horror villain in that fucking movie but uh, i i'd even dig rob zombies halloween and rob zombies halloween too I'm, I'm here for him i like them all for different things but um yeah man i don't know it's just i'm excited for michael myers anytime we get a new michael myers movie but to me the halloween story's already been told and it's perfect it's called exactly. halloween halloween 2 exactly. and h2o so exactly i agree and uh yeah no for sure that's the best the best story you can get but yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping with this new one. As long as we get a lot of on-screen brutality, then I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're definitely going to get that, man. I mean, dude, even the fucking trailer, the one where he grabbed the tube light bulb, like the long oh, light yeah. bulb, and he, he breaks it and he stabs it into the chick's neck. Oof. Jesus, dude. Yeah, no, it looks fun. And the, the Halloween 3 reference was sweet, too. I can't wait. Yeah. You know what's funny is that for both Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, I got emailed the script. Like, mm. like very early on, like I, I got that script like eight months ago. Oh wow! And I was so tempted to fucking read it. Both, yeah. like, 
the first one I got before, you know, Halloween 2018 came out. And then, uh, like I said, kills, I got like eight months ago and both of them, I was like really fucking tempted to read them. Um, I read the first two pages of Halloween kills and it was enough for me to be like, you know what? I'm spoiling the movie for myself already. So like, I didn't, I didn't read it. Well, you know, there is one thing I could tell you. You want to know how Halloween kills ends? Oh, he lives. <laughs> Cause well, obviously. <laughs> Cause there's a, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. We only got like how many, three weeks now or yeah. now, or we got way more than that. We got like four weeks. Is it four? four and a yeah. Half I weeks. think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But I'm yeah. fucking pumped, dude. I'm I fun. saw that I did see Halloween 2018 before most people did because we we saw we, like we saw it we saw it the same one. Were you at, oh yeah you were at Beyond Fest. Oh you saw it at Beyond Fest. I saw it um because oh, I was at H40 the fucking VIP yeah, early screening. That was the second time I saw it. Okay. Yeah. Beyond Fest was the first official like California screening and it was like an early yeah. preview screen. You weren't there. Were you in town for that or no? No. No. They showed they showed Halloween, then they showed. Or no, what, how, I think uh, no. They showed Black Christmas, then they showed okay. Halloween, and then they showed the new Halloween, and it was the first screening of it. It was like That's a triple, awesome. a triple feature, yeah. But I do kind of remember like Halloween 2018 ending, and you know, I just turned to my friends that were sitting next to me. I was like, "What did you guys think?" And they just did they did they like it? No, they they both were like instantly like, uh, nah. <laughs> just imagine, you know, they changed the ending to Halloween 2018. The original ending was literally Michael and Lori like stabbing each other over and over again in the woods. And it oh, ended is that with, what it like, was? Yeah, and it ended with Michael Myers like walking off in the woods, like all fucked up from having been stabbed so many times, and like that's how the movie ends. Yeah, see, I heard I heard about that. I didn't hear exactly what it was, but I did hear from somebody that went to like a test screening that it did piss poor because everybody yeah. hated that. I heard the ending was just like so fucking atrocious. They were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna go back and do some reshoots." <laughs> um, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad they did. Yeah. I'm glad they did. For sure. So which which character did you want to eat it the most in, in Sleepaway Camp? Like the one that you were like, oh, I, I, you need to fucking die. Oh, definitely Judy. Judy was a cunt. Yeah, Judy was. But Meg was too, man. Both of them. Yeah, they were both yeah. equally evil. But Judy's face and just that girl, Karen Fields, um, yeah. killed it. Killed it as a bitch. Yeah, because you fucking hated her. So she you did her job. Her. You hate her in that movie. I mean, she is yeah. so good at that. It's 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 mind blowing, but um, uh, dude, you know what other uh, scene that uh, that I loved is when when Angela at the end was holding the decapitated head, but it looked like she was like cuddling with the dude and he was just smiling, and then like when they cut back to it, it's like it was a decapitated head that was like almost kind of smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking dude for uh, Paul's head. I love that scene, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. Meet me out the waterfront. <laughs> it, but honestly, like. Sleepaway Camp is such a like a a shock film, right? It was the whole movie was predicated on that twist ending, which to, to bring it full circle for you, so is yeah, Malignant. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, when yeah. you see Malignant, you'll understand like it has the same kind of twist ending to where it's like, oh shit, the entire movie built up to this twist. You know, do Saw chicks, did that as well. Do chicks have dicks in Malignant? It's possible. It's eh, possible. It's possible there could be some chicks with dicks in that film, uh, but it, it's so strange that that movie spawned sequels. Because when you watch Sleepaway Camp, it's a full story. It like, is. how do you continue that storyline? You know, um, I guess the only way 
to do that was to do it the way that they saw fit to do it in the comedic route. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a complete full story. I feel like how, how do you kind of continue that? I mean, if anything, I would have expected a, a the burning sequel, right. Or a madman sequel before a sleepaway camp sequel. Yeah. That's not for what we sure. got. And I do kind of like, they definitely said that, you know, Angela had some like facial reconstruction or something, right. Just yeah. so that's, that's why she looks different. And she had a full, uh, like transfer, like sexual Sex transformation change. too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I do like that. They did that because it's yeah. not just like Halloween to Rob zombie where it's just a totally different freaking kid that looks nothing like dag. <laughs> oh dude. That, that's such a weird thing. I can't wait till, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So that, yeah. Anybody, yeah. honestly, fuck it. Anybody that's listening this far into the podcast, like they just get to know who we're having on next. Cause why not? So Lisa Wilcox is next. Then we got Sandy Johnson from Halloween and Dag is also going to do an episode. So those are all coming guests. If you listen this far, you made it. <laughs> yeah. You saw, I hesitated. I was like, Oh shit. I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything. <laughs> You're fine because literally today or like tomorrow I was going to start putting together like a, like a trailer. I, I thought I might start doing that where I like release trailers. Oh, cool. of, yeah, oh yeah. Gas for like the month. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so any, so. any, any final, final thoughts on sleepaway camp or any other things that you want to kind of touch on before we move on to part two? I do have a couple more notes. Let's, let's see Hit what me. we got here. Hit um, me. so I guess another, another guy that obviously you want to see die is the, uh, the guy that gets burned. Um, and it kind of makes you think like, like how many kids were getting diddled at camp, like, especially in the eighties when no there was shit. no, no phones, like no way to call home. Like you're just yeah. out in the middle of the freaking woods with, you know, sick people that work for these summer camps that anybody can get hired at. Yeah. And it's just like, and it, it almost like makes more sense that like a killer could be there more, more than than now. Yeah. That's like, uh, you ever see the movie Haunt? Oh, I loved Haunt. So good. Dude. Yeah. And there's like, uh, what's the other one? The other one where it's like, it takes place like with Haunt performers. I forget what the fuck it's called. House of Fears. I loved that one. Dude. So like, you never know who's working at these things. They don't do like extensive background checks and. The house is October built. You're talking about. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Dude, that movie. It's like, dude, they don't do background checks. You know what I mean? They don't fucking Not do this. All. So like. The, the people that are the performers and, and these, these haunts and shit like that could be fucked up psychopaths. And that's the same thing with, uh, yeah. like you said, with, with camps back in the day, like what kind of background checks were they doing back then? No, for sure. And I don't know about you. I've a lot of times like in haunted houses, I've gotten touched by people. Oh, like, for not, sure. not like inappropriately, but like, I've sure. definitely, I've definitely had people grab me when, you know, they're clearly not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's weird, man. It's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was definitely one I was happy to see die. We talked about how Judy was a bitch. I wrote about that. Um, let me see here. I love how like all the counselors seem to totally be chill and just not give a fuck. Like my, my counselors growing up were like the exact opposite. They were just yeah. like super, just like, exuberant you know like singing campfire songs you know and just super like like strict like you yeah. couldn't you couldn't get away with anything and i feel like you can get away with murder literally you know at sleepaway camp um but yeah it's just it seemed like different times i don't know if it was really like that in the 80s where you know you just did what you wanted yeah i i went to camp one time i was in middle school okay and um i was going to a church that 
Oh no. I, I liked, and okay. I, oh, okay. I had a <laughs> romantic, uh, well, I don't know if romantic, we were kids, you know what I mean? Oh, like oh, no. had a little crush <laughs> on uh preacher's daughter. Right. Oh, I thought you were so my preacher's daughter. Priest. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, his daughter though. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. She was, you know, super hot and, and all this stuff. So <laughs> I was introduced to this church from like a family friend and like all the chicks that went to this church were smoking hot and they all did like <laughs> church activities all the time, like youth group meetings and like, you know, church camp and all this shit. And my parents were like, I mean, you don't have to go. Like, and I was like, no, 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 no. I- I'd like to go. <laughs> I'd like, to- it's all, it's all fucked up. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, decently a religious person, not, not like an yeah, overly yeah, religious yeah. person, same, you same know same. what I mean? I, I believe in the good book, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but for me, it was a hundred percent. I'm I'm a teenager, and there's all these hot chicks, and that that's where I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be with all those hot chicks. So was this a camp that wasn't super split up? Because dude, my summer camp was literally like there would be um like at least the the one that you know you slept at, and you would yep. go away for a couple weeks. Uh, the girls' cabins were like a completely separate area. Like it wasn't even the same section of really? like, land. Yeah. It was all okay. boys cabins. No. So it, they were together. Obviously we had different, different buildings and bunks and shit like that, but they were yeah. like, you know, right across from each other and shit. So like, that's Boy. the only time I ever went to a sleepaway camp was, was that church camp. And like pretty much the whole time <laughs> it was like, just like, all right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go do these, like these activities, these church activities. But yeah. in the meantime, I'm going to be like Mackin, like hardcore. Like yeah. that was, that was my goal or whatever. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was, it was surprisingly kind of lax, you know? Yeah. That's surprisingly kind of lax. Yeah. yeah. Cause at mine, it was like schedule, schedule, schedule. That's what I was trying to say about the sleep, the sleepaway camp is like, they don't seem to even have a schedule. It's just like fucking have fun all day long. Say whatever you want to each other. You know, you might get yelled at for having a foul mouth like Ricky, but like, <laughs> dude, in my camp, like if you even soar once, they would literally like put you in a timeout and you like, couldn't do anything for like the whole day. Yeah. Did you see what I just sent you? Cause I'm like, not going to say that on the air. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, that's funny as shit. I wish you would say that, but that's, that's so funny. Oh my God. Dude. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Oh my church, God. Church camp, you know, was, was definitely, I don't know, man. I, I was paying way more attention to the girls than, <laughs> than any, any, anything church related. So Dude, I feel like I feel like there was always a kid at summer camp that was picked on, but like was also a psychopath. Like in this movie, for instance, you got Mozart who is getting picked on endlessly by the other boys in his cabin and he resorts to pulling a knife on them. Uh, Dude, I definitely have witnessed like similar situations at summer camp growing up. Funny enough, I I actually I had not thought about it or even remembered it at all until until you just said that. Yeah, there was a dude that was at the, the, the church camp, like he was part of like the youth group that you could tell like. Dude probably had like Asperger's and like a like a lower form of of autism and shit like that. But back then, like, I mean, he didn't look like there was any like you know underlying issues or whatever else like that. So it's like, dude, this dude's fucking crazy. Like he just says wild shit and stirs mm-hmm. the pot, you know. But looking back at him, like, you know, he probably no, he probably legitimately had some some things wrong with him. Kind of like fucking Alan from Sleepaway Camp Four. Like that dude was autistic. Dude, there was a lot of autistic kids at camp, and like you always knew it, and they wouldn't even like a lot of times they wouldn't even split them up or anything, or they wouldn't, you know, even consider that that's what they are. Um, yeah. And yeah, it caused a lot of problems. Um, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll tell they you were a while and out, man. I will tell <laughs> you a funny ass story. You're going to love this. 
hit me. Um, so I got a lot of camp stories, so I probably, I don't know. I can't tell them all. I'll tell like two. Um, but dude, I was like a kid. There's other camp called camp Tahigua, also in New York. Um, probably like a 40 minute drive from me. This is the camp I, I absolutely hated. It was a day camp, so you didn't sleep there. Um, but it was just like, it sucked. Like there was like nothing to do there. You know, you had to bring your own lunch. They didn't even make lunch for you. Um, <laughs> it, dirty. It just was like the, the, the pool is freezing cold. Everything sucked. The place blew. Um, anyways, there was one night where like it, it was a sleepover camp for like one night where you brought like a tent and a sleeping bag and like everybody slept in the cold ass night and it still sucked. But, um, there was this kid named Shane who was like the camp bully. And he was like a big, huge, like fat kid that was like way taller for his age than you would ever imagine. Like I just, just thinking back on it, it just seems like he was like seven feet tall. Like the guy was huge, like a big, big guy. And, uh, but he was also like the dumb bully. Like he was kind of dumb. And uh, just picking on people, always just being an asshole, kind of like Alan. <laughs> um, but I remember, I mean, I must have been seven or eight years old at the time, maybe nine, maybe 10. I don't know. I was young. And I went into this guy's tent at that age, um, grabbed, I think it was his bug spray. I grabbed his bug spray and I sprayed that shit all over his pillowcase all over his Lunchables. He had Lunchables. Do you remember when they had deluxe Lunchables, like the really for fat people, basically? Those those were like the the country club of Lunchables. Yeah, that was for like fat people. And he he had like three of them. He would have like literally three of them in one sitting because he was a fat guy. And uh, I sprayed like the box, not the food itself, but like the box. And I sprayed <laughs> like his like pillowcase and all his like shit. And I I like left his tent. And I was a kid, so like don't don't yell at me too much because I was. A I'm kid. judging you. I'm judging you. Like, no, hard judging, right now. no judging. No judging. Um, but I did this and I just left his tent and dude, I was a savage. I went right up to Shane. I went right up to him and I went, Hey Shane. Um, and I was, I was talking about my neighbor at the time. I had my neighbor, Charlie, who lived across the street from me at home. Um, he was also at the camp. It's like, Hey, I just saw Charlie go into your tent <laughs> and I think, and I think he did something to your tent. Like, and I, but I was a kid. So of course he's going to believe me. And he was probably like Charlie's age. So like probably five years older than me. Sure. Um, and I was just, you know, playing victim. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think Charlie went in your tent and she did something. I don't know. And he, this, this Shane guy goes right to his tent. Like this huge guy, just imagine just going into his tent, um, and crawling on all, all hands and fours. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he comes out of the tent, like in a fucking fury <laughs> and oh he just God. starts, he just starts like flailing his arms. He goes over to Charlie and he starts punching the shit out of Charlie and he starts screaming his head off and he's freaking and Charlie just starts laughing like hysterically, dude. dude I, I, so pretty pretty I, much oh. you're validating what I was saying earlier about like, man, like so funny. It must have been so fucked up to go to camp if that shit was real. Cause I was like, man, people don't act like that. But no, you just proved me they they do. Oh, they totally do. And then there was this <laughs> there was this other kid at our other camp, the camp we own, which was like the sleepover camp that was just, you know, you went there for a couple of weeks. And this guy, I don't, I can't say his name. Um, we went to high school with this guy, but his name was like Anthony, right? Right. They used, they used to pull the shower curtains open on this guy like <laughs> all the time. And he would freak out. Like he was, I don't, I don't know. He wasn't like autistic or anything. He was just, was like, 
Just somebody that didn't want people seeing his pee-pee. I mean, I get that. Yeah, but he had like emotional problems. I don't know if it was like <laughs> bipolar or whatever you call it, but like, yeah, like if you picked on him, he got like more offended than like the normal average person would. So therefore he became the target. Yeah, he was the target. He would cry like every time you <laughs> fucked with him kind of thing. And uh... hold on a second. Hi, babe. I am recording a podcast. Oh, oh, you're stepping on the computer. Yep, don't do that. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I got my headphones in so you can't hear them. Are you going upstairs? Yeah. Okay, well, you got you to go upstairs. I know. Okay, watch the cord. Watch the cord. <laughs> so cute. Do you need me to walk you to the stairs? Give me one second. Yeah, because no, of my life-size Michael Myers, she won't walk to the stairs by herself. She'll walk <laughs> past him coming in here, no problem. But she won't. All right, baby, baby, get down. Get down. Get down. Um, yeah, take your way. time. Take your time. Yeah. Duck. There you go. Watch the <laughs> cords. Watch the cords. All right, cords. I'll walk you. I'll walk you over to the stairs. Yeah, she'll walk past Michael Myers coming in here, no problem. <laughs> but uh, going back towards him, towards the stairs, no, no go. I'll be right back. Okay. Take your time. Dear mom and dad, I've been at sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Someone is watching you someone is waiting for you someone wants to scare you to death sleep away camp you won't be coming home rated r that was a good pee (laughs) yeah dude i just peed too (laughs) oh hell yeah um so okay cute kid by the way what's what's her name scarlet scarlet yeah johansson yeah was, <laughs> yeah. was that what you named no. her <laughs> no no we uh embarrassingly enough uh me and my wife used to watch this show called nashville it was like a country music soap opera okay that came on a couple years ago um it was one of those shows that i was like i'm not gonna watch that and then i got like she started watching it and then i got sucked into it yeah and there was a character that was just such a sweet character named scarlet and i was like man that's such an underused underappreciated name yeah so when she got pregnant we found out that it was a girl we were like there was no question there was not even a conversation it was like scarlet scarlet is her name so is it possible that if it wasn't scarlet it would have been judith i do like judith man because that's got that old old time you feel as well because my my daughter that she'll be three months old in a couple weeks my my second kid uh we named her vivian because like we just love the old school like classic names so yeah yeah, judith judith would have been a good one that's hilarious um let's see here so yeah the make makeup effects in this movie were actually pretty good i love the like the one the one guy that dies in the lake and you see like the snake crawl out of his face dude so so awesome that's a great shot between the bees and the snakes and shit like that, like this movie gives you the creepy crawlies for sure. Yeah. And those are two kills right there that, you know, the effects are on screen for a good couple seconds. It's not like they just, you know, relied on a quick, you know, a quick shot and then went away from it. Like they actually showed it for a couple seconds and it still delivers for those couple seconds. Yeah, it's, so, uh, This, this, this movie doesn't hold back on the brutality at all. It's like, these people are going to die horrific ways and we're not going to cut away from it. Like I said earlier, yeah. the corn boil scene like went on for fucking ever. Cause it was disgusting <laughs> and impressive with the effects. So you could tell that like that Robert Hiltzik was like, dude, this looks so good. 
yeah. and fucked up that like why would i want to edit any of this out like we're gonna have this fucking long scene of just this disgusting burn boiled motherfucker and i do know that the uh the bees that scene was actually a little hard to film because they were originally gonna have somebody literally laying there um with bees on them or something and then, then they used obviously like a prosthetic or whatever that was a dummy it looked great it looked yeah great. it looks so real um but i guess it was really obviously it was really cold there so i guess a lot of the bees died so they Jeez. had to re- reshoot that they had to do it like a couple times to get it right good lord but yeah i mean i can't even imagine being around that many bees like candy man no. too i mean no, fuck talking. yeah fuck that I'm, I'm allergic to bees so i specifically don't want to be close to them really oh yeah i'm like mega allergic dude do you know that because you've been stung? Oh yeah. Um, I got stung a bunch when I was younger, you know, when you're a kid, especially yeah. growing up when, when I did, like there was no fucking smartphones, there was no tablets, there was no, nothing. you know, we, we had Sega Genesis, but that was, that still wasn't our world. Our world was still playing outside and riding our bikes and shit like that. I kind of feel bad for, for kids now that it's like, Oh, it's oh, all it's about tablets and terrible, fucking, dude. it's ridiculous. But, uh, so, you know, being a kid playing outside, getting stung, like, it, it affected me way differently to where I would start to swell up really, really bad. Yeah. Um, and it was severely painful and I would have to go, uh, to the doctor every single time to get a, uh, a steroid shot in order really? for my body to calm down after getting stung by because that's how allergic Oof. I was. That's terrible. I've actually, I haven't, I've... I haven't been stung in a long, like probably since I was a kid, like, yeah, yeah. cause I, I stay the fuck away from them, but like when I am around oh, bees, yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm super, yeah, I'm super cautious. Oh, I get so freaked out because I've never been stung and I don't want to know what it's like. No shit. It's never. not fun. I, it's dude, not fun. I, I have three crazy things. I've never been stung. I've never broken a bone. And the craziest of all, I've never had a bloody nose in my, in my entire life. I've had all of those. Every yeah. single one of those. Yeah. <laughs> None of them. Um, I got a, a massive bloody nose. So uh, I was in a band from like 2003 to 2008. So like five years, like we were hot and heavy. Like that was, you know, I was in my early twenties Yeah. and dude, we, we played out all the time. Like we, we were a pretty big band in this area. Like when we played around here, we'd sell out shows and stuff like that. It was, wow. it was a fun time. So in uh, 2008, we broke up or whatever the band was called Madison apart. And uh, so we broke up. In like 2008, we kind of all went our separate ways and did things. So in 2000, and I want to say it was like 11, we we decided to get back together, right? Party monsters. Yep, yep. Party monsters. Uh, that was the second. That was the second release that we did once we came back. We did um, Dead by Dawn was the first EP that we did when we came back. Yeah. Um. Throwback was the album. Yeah, th- throwback was all the old tunes. Okay. So that was like pre iTunes days um, w- when those songs were recorded. So that's why that's the throwback album or whatever. But those are the yeah. old, old songs. Um, I suggest listening to Dance Floor when you get a when you get a moment. Okay. It's uh, that's on the throwback album. It's that's probably one of my favorite songs we ever wrote. But uh, so anyway, so we, we got back together in 2011 ish, I think. And so we were playing this like sold out show <clears throat> at this local nightclub. Yeah we're all fucking super pumped, right? We're like, Oh, we're back, you know? <laughs> and literally the first 30 seconds of the first song, my bass player fucking swung his bass, like in his oh, bass no. stock cracked me right in my fucking nose. I'll send you pictures from it to where 
like, dude, just a geyser of blood started coming out of my fucking face. But, you know, we, uh, you know, we were a metal band and <laughs> so we had so, to keep going, <laughs> dude, I, I did not miss one word to any song. Like blood is literally just like fucking gushing out of my face and I'm screaming my head off. And I mean, it looked really fucking cool. It didn't feel cool. I couldn't fucking breathe either. You know what you I mean? Didn't stop, like, you didn't stop for a second. No, for that song? Not, even, not even a second, not even a second. So like, after the first, oh, you know what's funny is that so oh, our whole set was timed. So like the first song led into the second oh, no. song because we had backing tracks, right? Yeah. As far as like digital shit. So like it was programmed that way that like the first two songs went back to back. So the first two songs, like I just had to like suffer through it. And then somebody threw me a fucking t-shirt on stage and I was able to like <laughs> clean my face off or whatever. But uh yeah, that 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 was not fun. That's the only time that my my nose is really like bled really crazy. Um, it, it didn't break then. It that wasn't a broken nose. I think it was one of those things that it was like a near break, but like did not break. But that it was sucks. it was it was fucked up and it hurt. But yeah. it looked it looked really cool. To like to the yeah. point that people like they thought it was part of the show. Yeah. Like some people didn't realize like oh no he actually got fucked up. Like, that's crazy they're like, you had like fake blood on stage it was awesome i was like no like that was that was real fucking blood that was blood from my face yeah sure. dude, I, I go to like heavy shows all the time like hardcore shows and stuff and i've, I've gotten kicked in the face elbow to the yeah face, yeah yeah and definitely yeah. hit in the nose pretty hard sometimes but yeah dude nothing comes out weird it is very weird i don't know if we're just designed differently but that's bizarre <laughs> um but yeah let's see here i already talked about the whole jonathan tierston being angela thing yeah uh, dude that uh, that it's funny because that that watching it this time too was the first time that i was like is that fucking jonathan tierston but then i was like it was ambiguous enough that i was like oh, you yeah. know yeah pause that's it. crazy please yeah. pause it you'll laugh yeah. i mean it's so obvious that's him that's funny yeah. as shit um i do know that the director actually regrets killing the kids in the sleeping bags he wishes he never shot that he thinks he thinks that was the most poor taste part of the entire movie, which I kind of no shit. I mean, that is pretty bad, though. I mean, it's like, literally like the guy leaves for two seconds and then he comes back and all the kids are just slaughtered in their sleeping bags. That's pretty fucked. Yeah, I love that, though. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah, so that I know that's the one thing he does truly regret. Um, let's see here. What else we got here? Right here. Oh, dude, the cop with the fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you know about that? Yeah, he had a real yeah. mustache for like the first part of the movie. And then when he came back, he was like filming something else. So they made him like shave it off and they used a fake one. And it is so obvious. I love it. I love I, shit like that, though. I never noticed that until this time watching it. But that's funny. That's funny. I, I, I love stuff like that when, when stuff like that happens. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um. And then one last closing thing. I know that Felissa Rose, she, she actually took her entire eighth grade class to go see the movie when it came out. No way. And I thought that was pretty rad. That is rad, but it's also like the movie ends with her having a, a fucking penis. So like, right? I feel That's like pretty fucking weird in eighth grade, every, like I was worried about every minute detail of my life. Does my hair look okay. You're Are right. my clothes. Okay. They probably like, thought she had a dick. Yeah. I'm like, if I was, I mean, A, it'd be rad to be like, oh, I was in a fucking feature film. Come yeah, come yeah. check it out. But I, I'd be like, you know what? I have a dick at the end of this movie. So I don't think I, I don't think I want to go down that, that road with my class. 
Imagine if they just like didn't tell her or didn't tell her mom, and like that just ended up in the, the end of the movie. <laughs> Dude, that would be the best. That would like, be um, legendary. Like for some reason, the dad can't. Felicia's dad uh, can't make Mrs. it, Rose, and the mom's like, yeah. Mrs. Rose. <laughs> For some reason, Felicia's dad couldn't make it, and just the mom went. And she comes home. She's like, oh, "Honey, I don't know how to say this other than um." Felicia has a dick at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> is Rose her like middle name, or is that like a stage name? No, I don't know. Her last name's like Mil- Miller, or, like something. Is it? Oh no, no, no dude, that's you don't know who she's married to, do you? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, CKY. Oh, Fuck yeah. Okay, well that's that's his last name. Miller's is his last name. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Or Esposito, then is that him too, or is that? I don't, I don't, that's her Facebook name. I don't, I'm just yeah, trying I don't to figure know. out. But I, I we know, know her as Felissa Rose. That's, that's yeah, there fine. you go. Yeah, that's fine. Dude, when I found that out, oh, dude, that blew my mind. CKY, dude, I got turned on onto them from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, that video game. Oh, for sure. For dude, sure. Every good band. AFI was on there. That was like yeah. the most legendary video game soundtrack for me at the time. Ever. Yeah. That I just turned me on to so many bands. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I think we should transition into Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Fucking masterpiece. I'm going to say it right now. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Fucking masterpiece. It's a fucking masterpiece. Let's give it five seconds of silence just so I, when I go back to edit this, I can find out where this part is and then I can put music before it. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm a happy Big camper. camper. Oh, I can't remember all the lyrics, but that's funny. <laughs> and it, what was it? Uh, it was. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait! By the grace of God, of God I'll, camp I'll camp until, until I, I die. die. I fucking love it, dude. I oh, oh man. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the trees and forest. I'm always having fun. Oh, I'm a happy camper. And then something, and then, uh... <laughs> dude. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm close. You, you got. Uh, you got a good memory. Um, but anyways. Holy shit, what a strong sequel. And let's be honest right off the bat, the effects are awful in both two and three. They are absolutely garbage, but they still work somehow. You know, what's funny is they have such a, a charm They're about so them. Is that you can tell that they weren't overly concerned with like, this needs to look hyper-realistic. They were like, nah, this this will do okay for what we're doing. Because, yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. Like I said before, the tone of two and three like they knew the kind of movie that they wanted to make and it was not just a repeat of the first one they were making really really dark fucked up comedies yeah there's a huge shift 
and I mean, even the format of, you know, usually slasher films, I mean, like even Friday the 13th, it, they're very formulaic as far as, is their format, right? Is, you know, the first Friday the 13th was, was a whodunit. So very much, you know, like Sleepaway Camp to where it's just murder, murder, murder. Who's the killer? Who's the killer? Murder, murder, murder. Reveal in the final act of who the killer is. End of the movie. Uh, it would have been an easy way for them to go at this one, right? But in the sequels, um, not including Return, but in two and three, we know who the killer is pretty much right off the bat. I mean, they, they let us know right off the bat that Hemma Springsteen is Angela and that she's killing people. So we're not following, yeah. you know, good characters around in this film. Like in the first one, you know, we were following Angela and Ricky without knowing that Angela was the killer. Right. But in the sequels, we're literally following Angela around as really, really terrible asshole characters are introduced. Yeah. And then it's just, okay, you're going to watch Angela walk up to these fucking people and kill them at different times because they don't know that she's the killer, but the audience knows the whole time. Mm -hmm. Who the killer is it? It completely changes the format and flips it on its head, which I think is really, really interesting. So as far as like you said, the effects work, yeah, I think yeah. that they were like, "Who gives a fuck?" Like, who cares? This is already silly enough. Like, we're just gonna exactly go with the tone of what we're doing here. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it, and it works, and that's what's so crazy about it. It really works. You, I mean the 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 first chick that gets killed in this movie, like, literally gets killed for for talking about who Angela baker was yeah she like ripped like, her tongue right yeah yeah like yeah. that that was that was hey you know what that effect was pretty fucking was pretty it's, fucked up it still works yeah because you kind of you kind of feel like your tongue getting ripped out while you're watching yeah it's like oh ugh. It's i just, love it man. seeing a tongue out of somebody's mouth is just gross in general i mean right right off the bat this gets just as mean-spirited as the first one right oh, even though this time. this one even though this one has like way more of a comedic tone to it, like it's just still just as fucked up as with the kills. Like you said, the chick in the car, um, getting her fucking tongue sliced out. Like that was pretty fucked up. Yeah. I did. I did have to mention, I did forget to say that in the first one at the end, when they're doing that slow pan of Angela going away yeah, from yeah. Angela, that's actually a mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah you, 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 you can do that. Yeah. Once, once, once you find out that info, like it, you can't unsee it. You're like, oh, that's yeah, like yeah. that's like a mold. They did a really good job with that shit, man. That shit looks real, though. Yeah, I thought it would have been just like CGI or or obviously not CGI, but like I, something else. I, I didn't know it was yeah. mask, makeup or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, let, let's let's talk about another thing. As far as the sequels go, you know, yeah, yeah. two and three. Um, apparently, we're led to believe that chicks that go to summer camp just hang out in their bunks topless. Yeah, I don't think that's ever, especially not at like the camps I went to. There's no way, <laughs> no. That, like that wouldn't even be allowed, even for just girls to be girls doing that. Like, I don't even think. Yeah, no, no. I don't know if that I was mean, the '80s or what it was, but there is such a long sequence when it's the girls in, in their bunk that, like, so many yeah. of them like are are topless and just hanging yeah. out and talking to them. Like, dude, you know how is this? Is this how it is? Like, I don't think it was like that at church camp that I went to. And it's not just, it's not just the kids there. It's like the counselors are there too, next to them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hundred percent a weird vibe. Very weird um, vibe. You know, Pamela Springsteen in this movie, like I'm going to go ahead and, and say it is iconic. I, I, yeah. But I feel like there's a weird thin line where it's like, 
is she even really a good actress? Right. There's that okay. thin line of like, she's saying the line, she's hitting her marks. Like she's funny at times, like a lot of the time, let's oh, yeah. be honest. But also at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if she's even a particularly good actress. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, she's certainly, and, I, and I'll say this right now. She certainly does not look back fondly on the sleepaway camp films that she worked on. No, like, apparently not. Yeah, not at all. She, uh, so she's a photographer in LA now. And yeah. so she, she's out in your, your neck of the woods, man. I wonder if I can get a photo um, shoot with her. <laughs> dude, there you go. I mean, that's an end right there. At least get to meet her in my, in my uh, rolling Hills sweatshirt. Uh, she'd be like, get the fuck out. She, <laughs> she wants nothing to do with it. And even in like, there's very few like modern day interviews with her, but um, I, I think there is one from not that long ago where like, obviously she wants to talk more about her photography and shit like that. But the person interviewing her was talking about her film career and they're like, Oh yeah. You know, cause she dated, she famously dated Sean Penn and you know, she has like a little tiny role in fast times at Ridgemont high and a couple other little things. And when the, when the interviewer mentioned the sleepaway camp films they're like well you were the star of these movies she's like oh yeah yeah I, w- I was in those movies and then she quickly like changes the subject and goes like in another direction like i feel like she's so embarrassed by those movies because they are let's be honest they are uh, the theme of the night's gonna be mean-spirited but they yeah. are really <laughs> fucking mean-spirited gross fucked up movies but both of the films that she was in like their context are really fucked up now too like i said earlier the second one was like homophobic in a lot of ways. And then the third one was uh, racist. was racist in a lot of ways to where it's like, dude, for somebody that's really not an actress and, you know, has this whole different career now, her looking back on this movie, it's like, I can see how it's easy to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I was in those things. And part two and three were filmed back to back. Oh yeah. So right they, um, they had a collective budget of $465,000. That was to film two movies, right? Oh, I didn't know it was that low. Holy shit. Four, four, 465 to film two movies. And I'll tell you right now, I fully believe, fully believe that they spent easily of the 465, 300 on part two. Because oh, part bet. two, part two felt so much bigger and more ambitious. And then part three, it was like, it was like they forgot they had to film another one on that budget and they were like oh fuck we've only got like a hundred and some thousand dollars to make <laughs> an entire movie because um i mean not not to jump around too much we'll get to it but the yeah, kills yeah. are way more complex in part two than in part three in part three she's just like fucking hitting people with fucking branches and shit like that <laughs> so it was like it was like they forgot they had to film a part three and they were like oh shit so oh, shit. The, the, the budget was was i i feel like more extensively used on part two than part three it almost but, feels like the kills were just decided day of <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, you know earlier i mentioned mikey perez you know he's he's doing the sleepaway camp documentary and i i know for a fact that they reached out to pamela springsteen and and it was it was not a situation where she was like oh sure let's get together and talk about these fucking movies that i hate it was uh I'm pretty sure a, a resounding no. Yeah. <laughs> that you um, said that was like that interview was like a written interview, right? Not like a film. No, it was filmed. It was filmed, dude. They um. Oh, I want to see that. 
Yeah, dude. Um, hopefully it, it'll be soon. You know, Mikey, he did the uh, Return of the Living Dead documentary. Um, he worked on the Never Sleep Again documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked on I, he worked on Still Screaming. Like he's a he's like super super into making the horror documentaries. But uh, the Sleepaway yeah. Camp ones, he he filmed at the reunion they had at Days of the Dead. Um, and the director of Fredheads. Paige Joy, she uh she did some of the cinematography on it. Yeah. So she she traveled out there and kind of gave Mikey a hand on on the filming of it, which I was so jealous, man. Like like I couldn't go to that convention for for whatever reason, and I was so fucking jealous because to date that's been the only time that there's been anything Sleepaway Camp two or three at a convention. Yeah. So I'm hoping that another convention will be like, you know what, we got to book these people. It really only seems like Felicia is the only one signing now. It doesn't even, I don't even see Jonathan Tiersten doing it much anymore. He, he was for a while, but it seems like he's kind of slowed down with it. Yeah. Felicia, you can almost meet it like almost all of them. Like, yeah, it's kind of she's, she's been traveling quite a bit, which I think is right. You know what's funny is I have a full size Sleepaway Camp Part One poster signed by her. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it earlier and, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm going to do another one as well. Um, because I had her sign the the poster in a Sharpie and it looks fine, but I'm like so much more into, uh, in fact, I'll show you, I've got one right here. I love the, uh, the deco paint pens. Like it just, they give, Oh, it's better. They give like so much of a better, like look and lasting. Cause it's paint. Like the yeah, fucking yeah. Sharpies can fade over time. If you've got your autographs displayed, yeah. um, you know, but, but the paint pens, it's fucking paint. They're not going anywhere. And they just, they give such a, like a crisp autograph that i think i'm gonna do another sleepaway camp poster just to have her sign fucking are you you just gonna do the paint pens for everything now like even like eight by tens so i'm glad that you asked that because this is good for for people to know do not use a paint pen on an eight by ten because these so the paint pens are like more for like you know like regular poster paper and for things like that anything that's glossy like an eight by ten paint pens are like absolutely Yes. horrible for because no they they uh they'll actually flake off the the glossy surface does not take to the paint pens oh wow um so usually people that use the paint pens have learned the hard way of oh. things that you can and can't have signed uh with those pens okay so sure. yeah if if you're using like a paint pen uh don't don't try to get an eight by ten signed with it like find another pen that's that's gonna do the job better for you, but not unless not it's like pen. one of those cheap eight by tens that those assholes like print out. Yep, that's not glossy. Then yeah, you're golden. Yeah. Um, but I, I've I've had to learn the hard way, and you know, um, uh, I was gonna show you something, but it's like fucking too far back behind this thing over here for me to even fucking grab it. But uh, yeah, I had a a hatchet piece that was just not the right material for oh, a no. paint pen, and it just yeah, it's. I had I put it in the frame because I realized like oh like if I don't immediately frame this like it's gonna get fucked up over time. That's brutal. It looks, it, it looks fine. It looks it looks great in the frame right now, but it, it's a, a situation where I'm not gonna be able to add any more names to it yeah. because if I if I if I roll it up and I start fucking traveling with it, it's just gonna the shit's just gonna flake off and fucking go. What I think the it. I think the worst for me autograph wise like for a heartbreaking thing was. Um, when I find when I got to meet Clive Barker that first time, really? I had this Hellraiser poster and it was signed by everybody but missing him. Oh no. And he signed with his own pen, but it was like almost like some oil based pen. 
like marker and he signed it and I didn't notice it. It looked fucking beautiful at first, right? So I rolled it up and took it. And by the time that I got home, I unrolled it and I was like, why does that still look wet? Like it didn't smear. No. It didn't, it didn't, you know, rub off like anywhere. But I took my thumb across it and literally the autograph could wipe right off. Like whatever pen he chose to use, like just did not take to the surface of that poster. Yeah. And uh, so, dude, it got to a point where I was like, all right, I guess it's good enough. And I kept it in a tube. I was like, dude, I'm not even going to fuck with this. So I kept the poster in the tube. And then they announced Clive Barker for a private autograph signing. So what I did was I literally took a paper towel. And this was like fucking two years later. Oh, my God. It came right off. And, right. and it came right off. It came right off. And then I mailed that poster and left like specific instructions like Sharpie, silver Sharpie. And he re-signed it. And it looks beautiful now. And it's it's perfect. Um, wow, it but yeah, it's kind of kind of fucking heartbreaking he was a very nice person though i'll give him that so fucking awesome super cool i met him also the same one felissa was at the days of the dead vegas one last year oh hell yeah hell super, yeah dude. super rad dude uh from what i understand and not to be a bummer and shit like that and like talk about somebody's health but from what i understand is that he will not ever most likely make another live appearance again really like public appearance yeah like i just I think I think his health has declined to a point where um from what I was told is that it's it's very unlikely that he will uh he'll ever do another public appearance, which is a bummer. You know, and I don't even remember. Did I even get a picture with him? I can't even remember. I know I met him. I don't think I freaking got a picture though. I don't know how much he charged, but maybe I just didn't have enough money. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, that happens, man. Especially we live in the age of of nickel so and diming, right? Like, dude, when I started going to conventions, if you paid for an autograph. Like, of course, you were going to get a picture for free. Like, you already paid for the yeah. autograph. I can't sell the picture of me and Clive Parker. No. There's no monetary value in that, only a sentimental value. Exactly. But now, it's all business. These, these managers and fucking people, they, they understand, well, well, yeah, there may not be a monetary value, but your sentimental value is worth something to you. So if you want this picture with this person, it's going to cost you this much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's despicable the way they do it now. You know what else is despicable? Is the homophobic slurs in Sleepaway Camp too? <laughs> pretty funny dude, though. The whole movie is pretty uh, damn funny. Dude, when when the one chick that was fucking everybody looks at the dude and says, "Listen, you don't have AIDS or anything, do you?" I laughed so <laughs> fucking hard because, like, dude, when they made that movie, like the AIDS epidemic was like at its the height. equivalent. Yeah, the, is the equivalent to how COVID is right now. Like, it was a fucking epidemic in our country. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, around the world. And it was the hot topic. And it was, you know, anybody could fucking have it. You don't know. You can't tell from looking at somebody if they have COVID or if they have fucking yeah, AIDS. Yeah, yeah. So when she goes, listen, you don't have AIDS or anything, do you? I literally went, <laughs> ah! Ah! I laughed so fucking, fucking hard, howled man. at the moon. <laughs> I did, dude. It was, it was just, I don't know, man. I, you know seeing how politically correct everything is these days, like that shit would not make it into a movie now. Maybe no. a trauma movie, but that's it. But that's why I still love trauma, dude. They don't give a fuck, dude. When we did, when we did return to Newcomb high, I don't, did you see that? I fucking love that movie. Amazing. Right. We worked on that. I'd worked on that for like nine days for both. No parts. shit. And dude, yeah, it was fun. We got paid nothing. And some of the sure. days were like 17 hours long. It was crazy. Oh. We had to feed ourselves. It was pretty bad. But yeah, it was trauma. still one yeah. of the 
it was still one of the most fun sets I've ever been on. And what I was trying to say is, uh, yeah, they were, they didn't give a fuck about being politically correct. Like he said jokes in that movie that I'm still shocked to this day. They said, including the one joke was about the Aurora shooting at Colorado at the movie theater, the dark night one. Yep. You remember that line? He's like, these Cretans are like, uh, or no, the Cretans threw through like the teacher off Niagara falls. And then they go, let's go shoot up a movie theater. Dude. That was like the same summer that that happened. Dude. Yeah. It, uh, you know, what's funny is one of my favorite movie watching experiences ever was. So my buddy, Chris Keeney, <laughs> um, he likes really fucking crazy shit. Like I do like all the trauma stuff, all the full moon stuff. And my buddy, Jared, um, that I make, you know, music and shit like that with, you know, he doesn't typically dabble into like the obscure, like horror cinema shit. So I somehow convinced Jared to come over while Chris was over at my house. And I was like, dude, we're going to watch return to return to Newcomb high part two. And Mm -hmm. I turned it on and like, there's so much like, just like Dick and blood and gut and puke and pus. And it's just so funny non you know politically correct humor and shit and like my favorite part was looking over at jared at all the most fucked up parts and he's like oh my what the fuck are we watching it's crazy dude yeah i, I wasn't I, a huge fan of the second one but i i like the first one a lot i i dug both of them man i i just thought they were they were really really fucking over the top funny man dude really I saw- over the top when we when we filmed it, it was like August. I think it was like July, August of 2012, that summer. And uh, the first screening they had was like a rough cut screening, like the next April, April 2013. Okay. And that was all the way in New Jersey. We drove seven hours or something to go to that. And it was at like the Asbury Park Lanes or whatever, like the bowling alley in Jersey. And um, dude, it was hilarious. Like all the shots of like, the monsters and stuff had just like other other effects like in its place because they they didn't actually do the cgi on those yet right so it was a real rough cut like it was really funny that's awesome so like none of the sound effects like made it in yet like hardly and yeah it's just hilarious it, to took, watch it took a long time for for part two to come out man like years and years oh both of them took forever forever yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 masterpieces though for for trauma for yeah, trauma big movies time. Big time. um but you know it's funny that, that we're talking about trauma because i feel like the the toilet the the, the toilet outhouse scene mm-hmm. in sleepaway camp 2 is like so fucked up disturbing and disgusting it really it really reminds me of like the poultry guys <laughs> dude i love poultry guys though i fucking love poultry guys <laughs> Dude, oh my god. So they have some uh fast food love that song, the fast yeah. food of love or whatever. Yeah. I there was a point in time where I was listening to that like an embarrassingly amount. Like I had it on my phone and oh, I'm trying to remember some parts of it now. And you're talking about in poultry guys, right? Yeah, in poultry guys, yeah. Anyways, I fucking I, I, I love that movie. But yeah, the the death scene in Sleepaway Camp 2 with uh, the the main bitch chick in the movie, the way that yeah. that that she's killed off, man, in the outhouse was so fucking disgusting. Trish, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, disgusting. What, you, like, smell it. It's crazy. Oh, dude, it's like, it was so fucking gross. And, like, 
Angela literally makes her get inside the toilet in the outhouse. And when she pops up and she's drowning in the shit and piss water. And then when she pops up, she's got like (laughs) leeches that are on her face. It was just such a disgusting, over the top, gross kill that I was like, holy shit. Like this, this is what I'm talking about though. Like this is like where you go. Oh my God. That's exactly what the filmmakers were going for. I like, that's my favorite kill in this movie. What's, what's your favorite kill? Oof! In the second one, it's ooh. tough, right? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I do have kills labeled. Um, I don't know. Probably that one too, honestly. If like I'm, being yeah, honest. it's 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 so good, dude. But I do love the fact that she keeps all the dead bodies in like a deserted cabin. Like that's it's great, pretty fucking grim. That's one of the best aspects of the movie. Um, it's so funny because when they like pan the room to like show some of the dead bodies you can see some of them like breathing obviously they're fucking alive you Dude, know what i mean so they're funny. like hey we're gonna put some death makeup on you and you're supposed to just lay here and be dead but like as they're panning you could like see some of them breathing that's funny i have that written down too <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dude, you know what else is funny about that scene Hit me. something really random i noticed about that for the first time uh when the one guy steps into the cabin towards the end to find all the dead bodies in the shot, you can actually see a plate of Oreos and milk on the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like funny Angela shit. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, random. But um, yeah, dude, 1988, like horror horror was getting real campy at that point. I mean, you had you had uh the blob remake, you had killer clowns from outer space, hackle yeah. lantern, you know, Hell yeah, Halloween uh Halloween four, Nightmare on Elm Street four, Friday seven, Child's Play finally came out. I mean, that was a big year for horror. You know, I I feel like one of the reasons that this this movie and the third one got made is because the directive video market was fucking booming, booming during that time period. To where Boom. if you could make a movie, it was definitely getting a distribution deal. Yeah. And it was going into every fucking mom and pop video store, every blockbuster, all that shit. So this was during the the boom where like Paramount Pictures was was funding full moon movies. Yeah. Like that was just the golden era of puppet master films. And you've got just like all these great, yeah. you know, you had fucking, you know, like Rawhead Rex and you yeah, had, yeah. you know, all the cellar dweller and you had all these fucking great movies that were just going direct to, to video because like your box art sold movies too. So yeah, I dude. feel like cover art was so important. I feel like once like the video market boom hit when, you know, that that's a big part of the reason I think that Sleepaway Camp two and three got funded is they were like, dude, the first one was successful. Yeah, we're going to, we make, it. if we make a second and third one back to back, we put some great cover art on the box art yeah, and put these out. Like we're going to make a fucking mint on this. So they, they scrounged up, like I said, four sixty five, four hundred sixty five thousand dollars And they knew that it was going to be a cash cow, super cash cow. And it worked. And it's kind of yeah. surprising with, you know, Felicia Rose not being there. I wonder, I wonder if a lot of people were pissed at the time. I'm sure there was some confusion like, wait, well, she doesn't look like her, but you know, I mean, a they, lot of people didn't even see the first one before seeing this. Yeah. And the format was so different for, for, for these compared to the original one that I feel like people, once they committed to watch this one, they just rolled with the punches and probably didn't question as much. Yeah. You know, now it'd be different if, if we're talking about a, like a Freddie movie and all of a sudden Freddie looks completely different in a sequel. It's like, well, wait a minute. 
Yeah. But uh, I think from the the very beginning of this movie, it's it's identified exactly what you're getting. And I love how they're very adamant about having plenty of boob shots in this movie, like constantly. Like we were talking about like the girls in the cabin, but dude, the whole movie is like littered with boobies. Literally. Um in my notes, I have boobs exclamation point. <laughs> caps. Because yeah, like boobs exclamation point, all caps, because it just seems like any chance in the screenplay where they were like, you know what? It's been probably five minutes since we saw some some tits. Let's now, put those I, on there. I, I love how throughout the movie they instead of saying have sex, they use the word fornicating. <laughs> Was that like an 80s like word too? Like I, I don't know, man. I, I do love that too. <laughs> I love that too. It's so random, but yeah. Um, and dude, the fucking the the I hate this is one thing I hate about it is how bland the camp logo was for this one. Like the, the shirt logo. Yeah. For Camp Rolling Hills. Camp it's Rolling Hills. Like, it's like two swivels. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. But, you know, what's funny is that immediately after watching this movie and, and reconfirming that it's a masterpiece, I, I went online <laughs> trying to find a Rolling Hill shirt, and there's a seller on e- on uh, Etsy, Etsy that makes yeah. them. Yeah, you saw it too? Oh, yeah. Because I've always yeah. wanted one. I, I want all the shirts. Yeah, I... Uh, I feel like I I gotta get that. I'll, I'll get a Camp Arawak one, and I'll get a fucking uh, Rolling Hills and a New. Horizons. I think I'm good on. I think I'm good on New Horizons, and I think I'm good on Manaby. But <laughs> the first two for sure. The first two for sure, definitely the best. Um, and dude, the end credit song is you know just just as iconic as the first, if not better. I love it. Yeah, I uh, I I agree. They're both really good end credit songs. Um, very eighties. I love it. And yeah, Pamela hates this movie, so we're, we're going to endorse it, <laughs> her but, she loss. Won't, but she won't. Her loss. Like, dude, you know, I feel like at a certain point, even if you don't understand the fandom of something that you did, um, at least appreciate that there is an audience for it. Because, I mean, what what's worse? You know, you, 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 you make a movie that later on you're embarrassed of but it has people that love it like i feel like there's got to be some enjoyment and you know i made this thing and i fucking hate it but people love it like i made something that so people good. love yeah you know like like we talked i think we talked about it on the last episode i was on with you galen ross from uh yeah dawn of the dead like she hates madman and so it's like that shit i just don't understand it's like okay i i get i mean dude there's songs that i've written that i fucking hate yeah now that people are like, I love that song. It's my favorite song. Well, that's really fucking cool. What's one that, they, that you hate? That I hate that I that I did. Of that, um, of that band we were talking about at the time. You know, you when you end up playing the same song over and over and over again, you get to a certain point where you're like, I'm fucking done with this. Um probably I'm gonna go with okay, perfect. So we have a song uh called Flux Capacitor. It's okay. on that that throwback album or whatever. Um, and really, really enjoyed it when we wrote it and when we started playing it out. But then it got to a point to where it was like, okay, like it's kind of a slower song too, yeah, like yeah. a mid-tempo song. So it's not particularly fun to play, but people liked it. So like, th- like if we didn't play it, they'd be like, dude, you guys didn't play Flux Capacitor. Or, <laughs> or like we'd be playing and people in the audience would scream Flux Capacitor and it's like, fuck okay that's funny like but i still think it's really cool that even though i don't particularly care for this song like i wrote it and people dig it and i yeah i think that's fucking cool what's 
what would have been worse is I is writing a song and people hate it and they just want to forget about it, right? To where yeah, for sure. That's not the case with these movies. Like horror fans fucking love these things. So I don't know. It, it's a shame that she doesn't dig them. You know, hopefully, you know, time sometimes changes things. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe down the line she'll change her mind. But if it's been this long and she fucking still hates them, probably not. Yeah. Um, you you know what is really fucked up though? Uh you know the band the Dickies? Yeah. So Killer Clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing here soon. And I was like, dude, I want to see them. And they, they play here a lot, actually. And I've never seen them. And they're still still around, still trucking. That's so awesome. I was like, dude, that's got to be cool to see them. I'm going to look up a set list just to see what they play. They do not play Killer Clowns. The Killer Clowns. How do you I'm not? not a- <laughs> say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love Yahoo. it, dude. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. How do you not the- play that, though? That was me when the credits for uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 ended and I realized how much I love it. I was like, Yahoo! <laughs> That's me throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> okay, let's let's get into the quotes here. There are some great quotes in this one. Okay. I used to be shy. I wouldn't talk to anyone. Now you can't get me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line, dude. Dude, yeah. That, that was uh, Angela. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, once I start a task, I always finish. I love it. There, dude, this this whole movie is so highly quotable. Like I oh. said, my my favorite quote is after the chick banged the dude, she goes, You don't have AIDS, right? Yeah. That's my favorite <laughs> fucking quote. I love I love when the one the one other counselor is like, Angela is about to get her ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> or there's uh, let's see. I got like all these written down. Um too bad they haven't figured out a way to make french fries nutritious i'm a nut when it comes to french fries <laughs> like so random ain't no skin off my tits the girl at the end yeah oh my god dude oh so funny what a great ending what a what a fantastic ending that trucker lady right yeah oh my god she's like the way wow, i see dude. it the way i see it i'm just too dumb to drink and too fat to fuck dude that that's the one i was about to try to remember he is yeah, yeah. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Too fat for. I was like, oh my god. I yeah. love this fucking movie. And I also love when she kills the the cop's son or whatever. Um and she she cuts his head off and puts him in the yeah. TV in the TV and she's like, look who's on TV. Dude, uh so the effects artist that that worked on two and three, he still owns that head. Oh, does she? Does he? Yeah. Yep. Really? I have a buddy that uh that tried to talk him into selling it and he he was like, No, I like this one. Oh, I want to get him for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, right? Dude, any anybody from any of these movies, like I love it. Like effects <sighs> people would be awesome. I've had only yeah. the, the one. But um, hell yeah, dude. So let's see. Is there I think that's pretty good on number two, right? Dude, yeah. I mean An for absolute me blast, dude. For me, when I go back to watch the sleepaway camp movies, like one and two or a must i can honestly i can honestly skip one i've seen one so many times that yeah i, I could skip it for a little while i'm not saying that i don't i don't like it or appreciate it but i've seen it so many times you know the whole movie is kind of set up for the twist ending and once you know the twist ending it's yeah. kind of like okay well there's that i've already it, it's kind of like watching the sixth sense right like you you know at the very end that bruce willis's character you find out that he's a fucking ghost and he's been dead the whole time it kind of takes the fun out of watching the sixth sense because you're like well I already know the twist. That's the whole point of this movie. Yeah. Um, and I feel like in not saying there's no point in watching Sleepaway Camp because I fucking love that movie. 
But if I just want to watch a Sleepaway Camp movie and relax, and if I'm in the, a mood to watch the funny versions, then part two mm. and you know part four are going to be the ones that I that I pop on for sure. Yeah, and I would definitely have to say three is the least favorite in my opinion overall. Yeah, I mean I still love it. I'm not. I'm. I yep. still think it's a lot of fun, but I still would say four is a better time than that one. And do we consider the Survivor one of the movies? Because I don't. No, no. And like, dude, I I like tried watching some of that shit, and it's it's literally unwatchable. It's unwatchable. It's like I I never even bothered. But is that uh, even considered the fourth? No, no, not at all. Um, okay, you know, they just they just a couple years ago finished that movie, and the only the way that they did that is like, do you remember like? the curse of the puppet master where it's yeah. literally just, it's nothing but like one scene of a person like reminiscing about like all the events that took place in the other movies. And like the whole movie ends up becoming a montage of clips from the movies that have already been released. That's what the survivor was, is that it was like, you know, wow. it was supposed to be um, a character from part two. Um, what was the main chick's name? Uh Oh god damn it! It's in it's in which one? Uh, which one? Uh, Molly. Oh yeah, Molly. Okay. So it was supposed to be Molly's character that um, returns. Oh, as a killer? Uh, well, not as the killer. Um, it was. It was like, yeah. It was. It was Molly. Yeah. Because Molly's the one that, that that lives until the very end, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, watching all four of these movies back to back to back to back like it's like what what the fuck was this character's name but um so it's, it's like gonna Friday be the that, 13th you like forget yeah. about so many of the characters yeah the character names and shit like that but uh yeah. so it was supposed to be that molly like survived after the events of sleepaway camp 2 but she doesn't remember anything and she goes to like a psychiatrist and like they're trying to like and the whole twist was that it wasn't molly at all it was angela that angela had amnesia after um part three because they mm -hmm. you know whatever and after going back out to where all the murders took place she realizes that she's not molly that she took over molly's identity that she's actually angela yeah but none of it's good it's none of it's good none of it's good it's just they uh strung Classic. together clips of the other films and it's just haphazardly thrown together and it's just not good i don't i don't count it it didn't even get finished like dude it started filming in like 1991 or some shit like that or 92 that's pathetic and it didn't even get finished until recently and it even still you can't even fucking call it complete because whatever anyways it doesn't exist as far as dog shit yeah you can't even watch it you have to like find a dvd on like ebay maybe yeah um i mean the box the box set that I have from from it Anchor Bay, it. no, it has it has some deleted footage from oh, it. Okay, that's yeah. the best that you're gonna get. Is, um, that, is that decent? No, it's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, okay, the box set's fantastic, but uh, the do you have the box set? I don't. No, oh, I just dude, have, so I have all all the Scream Factory Blu-rays with slipcovers. Actually, that's funny, dude. I paid way too much for the first one. So I had I had the first two or no I had I had two and three with the slipcovers that I bought like around the time that those came out from Scream Factory, but I had already had the first one on DVD, so I just didn't bother to get the Scream Factory one at the time. Right, and then I turned into like a major collector over the years of like yep collecting all the Scream Factories with slipcovers. Dude, I paid seventy five dollars for the first one. Cool, and I don't regret it because it completed the collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But no, yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah, I, I definitely get it. So, dude, part three, let's jump into that one. The first 20 seconds of the film, guess what we get? Boobies. Boobs. Dude, like, it, again, part two and three, it was just like, all right, look, tits. 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 Oh, man. It, uh, like, Angela's it jumps right shifting, into it. shifting from counselor to camper in this one at Camp New Horizons. Yep. Yep. She, uh, the movie starts off with 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 her uh, killing uh, a chick in New York, which was like, dude, I'll tell you right now, the budget for this fucking movie was yeah. that scene was the yeah. fucking dump truck going through New York yeah. that Angela's driving to kill that that chick. Like, holy shit. Like, there's your budget, right? That 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 whole scene looked expensive. What I want to know, though, is how the hell did she know she was going to summer camp? I guess we'll never know, man. So I mean, it's so random. She's certainly random can't girl. ask Pamela Springsteen because, you know, she won't talk to us. I'm going to find a way to talk to her. <laughs> she shows up at her like photography lab. You're like, excuse me. Um, in Sleepaway Camp Part 3, <laughs> how did Angela know that this character was going to camp? She's like, I'm going to call the fucking police. <laughs> you just roll your window up. Have a great day. You just drive off quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Pamela. Um in Teenage Wasteland, um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I would just oh, start quoting man. her lines and she'd just be like, oh, shit. But yeah, th- this movie like starts out, you know, like I said, the, the chick uh, in the morning, you know, boobs out, all that good stuff. And then yeah, she decides she's going out, you know, to summer camp and she gets chased down the streets of New York from a dump truck that's trying to fucking <laughs> run her run her over. Which, like totally. I said, it all—it's all very, very impressive. In fact, one of the only special, uh, special, special Spe- features. Special. Listen, listen, special. <laughs> this is very special to me. Uh, one of the uh, one of the only special features uh, for this on on the the DVD that I have was literally them filming this scene and like like a person like narrating over it. They're like, yeah, this was an insanely dangerous scene, but like also like. It, it's literally in the streets of New York during broad daylight. And I, I love that he, he used a term that in autographing we use quite a bit called looky lose. Like, oh shit, here comes the looky lose. Cause like when you're an autographer and you're waiting outside of a venue and you've got <laughs> stuff in your hands, like people inevitably walk by at some point and then they start looking at you like, what the fuck is he doing? What are they doing? What do they have in their hands? Yeah. And then yeah. it never fails. Some go, oh, are you guys trying to get an autograph? Who's there? And so it becomes, uh, Oh yeah, that sucks. It, it, well, it becomes a thing where I always on the spot will come up with the most ridiculous things I can think. Of, I, of course I'm never, if I'm waiting for Kevin Bacon, I'm not going to go, Oh, Kevin Bacon's in there. Cause yeah. I don't want you to fuck it up for me. I don't want you to go, Oh shit. Well, I'm yeah. going to wait. And then all of a sudden Kevin Bacon shows up and they're like, Kevin Bacon, yeah, Kevin yeah. Bacon. And then it's like, they fuck it up. Or, or so, they like, sign for them and they don't sign for you. Yeah, dude. So, like, uh, of course, when when those looky loos pop up when I'm getting autographs, I uh, <laughs> I always on the spot I'll come up with the most random shit. They'll be like, "Who's who's in there? Are you trying to get somebody? Who, who's are you trying to get somebody's autograph? Who's in there?" I'll be like, "Oh, do you remember the show from the '90s, Hanging with Mr. Cooper? It's the guy who plays the principal. His name's Reginald." And they're like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, well, have a good day." <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> if I would. If I would have, you were seen hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> it's, it's the substitute teacher from Boy Meets World. But that's when you still, three. 
But that's when you still get the looky loos that are like interested still, and they still want to get a picture with somebody that they don't even know about, even if it's real I've seen or it. not. I've yeah, seen oh, yeah, it, dude. it happens. You know, you know what's worse is that when you spend all day long waiting to get somebody's autograph. And then somebody walking by at the right time fucks it. It's like, oh no, not even that. They're like, oh fuck. Hi, can I can I get a picture too? And then they get their picture taken with, you know, Kiefer Sutherland or Kevin Bacon or someone of that caliber. And it's like, damn, I just fucking waited four hours and that fuck literally yeah. just walked past. Like, dude, one of the worst oh, for no. me was <laughs> oh man, I'll never forget it. And yeah, whatever. Um, I was waiting for Kurt Russell. Oh no. Okay? And I waited for hours right and i had this fucking poster where 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 was this it was in new york like at an airport um no <laughs> okay. it was uh, outside of a hotel okay okay so i waited for hours hours and literally kurt russell finally comes out and i had this this dark post you froze again poster black you, you froze again so what the frig happened what why do you keep freezing i have i have i have no idea but i took that moment to rip like a fucking 20 second fart oh cool so that was nice start from the very <laughs> beginning all we know is that you were yeah. at a hotel yeah so i i was outside of a hotel and and kurt finally comes out and i had like a like a variant poster for the thing where it wasn't like the typical like poster image, but it's uh it was a dark poster, like predominantly black. So I had this beautiful gold marker that would have looked so fantastic. Oh. And no bullshit. Another autographer literally walks up 45 seconds before Kurt walks oh, no. out the door. Like he knew it was almost like he knew exactly when he was fucking showing up or, or it was dumb luck. One of the two. And he shows up. I've been waiting hours literally kurt walks up he puts this other grapher hands him a blue marker and like dude next thing you know kurt was not trying to switch markers he was like guys i gotta go i'm in a hurry he was very nice don't get me wrong yeah, but yeah. It, it was a situation of like he was not going to switch markers he was in a rush he's got to go so bam 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 he signed everybody's shit and like dude he signed my poster like with a blue marker and it's a black poster. So like, oh. it's like the scene from fucking mall rats where the dude's like looking at that, like that art print and he's trying to see yeah. like everybody's seeing the sailboat, but he can't see it. That's kind of like looking at my, this one poster that I have, like, what would he have said though? If you just straight up were like, dude, that's a fucking black poster. You got a blue pen. Are you fucking an idiot? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dude that, that gave him the blue had an item that needed a blue marker. And, you know, survival of the fittest with autographing. He just, he won, you know, you know, he walked up and he fucked it up for me. So mm. like that's, that's when it sucks. But, you know, looky loses the worst too, man. Cause they can, they can potentially fuck a situation up. So that's why, you know, obviously we never tell them who's, who we're actually waiting for. Was that the only time you got Kurt Russell? So far, man, so far. What year um, was that? He was very 2017. Oh, it's so recent. Okay. Yeah, so he was he he was doing uh he was out in New York doing press for Guardians of the Galaxy two, mm. so, yep, um, it is what it is. I didn't get a picture with him because he was in a rush, and then he signed my shit with a fucking marker that was not conducive for the the thing that I had. So, it is what it is. It's I got to meet him. That was cool. But I'm hoping to get another shot with him at some point. Was that the only reason you were there? 
Oh, absolutely. So how far was that absolutely. drive? How far was the drive? Uh, four hours. And that was to which part of New York? Uh, New York City. No, like which part? Like Manhattan, Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, Manhattan. Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah, it it fucking sucked, but I'm hoping to get another chance one of these days. We'll see. Did you just drive but home yeah. directly from that? Oh, uh, yeah, I drove home fucking... In a fury? <laughs> so depressed. So depressed. Like, goddamn, oh. like that fucking sucked. <laughs> Dude, part part three of Sleepaway Camp yeah. is uh, let's just talk about how fucked up uh, and not politically correct this movie is. One character goes, "He's cute," the, and the racist character goes, "Uh, he's Mexican." <laughs> like, that's another part that I fucking I laughed so hard because oh, I was crazy. like, "Dude, oh my god!" Like, yeah, the fucking yeah. times that these movies came out, and I mean there's just like racial slurs left and right. Like I don't find those funny. Don't get me wrong. No, but like no, some no, of the shit it's is just, just so... it's definitely what they said at the time. Yeah. It's, it's a hundred percent what they said at the time. And then uh, what they finally started like just recently changing this where uh-huh. I don't understand why for decades and decades, they hired people that were way older to play younger people. It's like, come on, oh, you yeah. can't make that motherfucker look like he's 16 because no. he's fucking 32. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't doesn't the Bobby character in this movie looks like he's fucking 30. And what's really funny to me about the Bobby character is, is I was in a different band at one point and the drummer of that band legitimately looks just like the Bobby character in this film. And funny enough, his name is also Bobby. Oh, no way. Dude. Yeah. So like, I'll send you a picture of him. 
and like of both of the, the Bobby in the movie and the Bobby that was in my band, they look like the same person. It's, it's kind of like, so strange. Is he, was he kind of geeky like that guy? Uh, funny, funny, geeky ish for funny. Like, mm. dude. Yeah. It, it, it's, that was jarring for me. I was like, that motherfucker looks like Bobby from my, from my old band. Like, holy shit. Dude. I feel like that's um, another character that we all can relate to though. Like we've definitely known somebody like that. That's like super like, just over the top nice just to be friends with you and it's just like oh for sure yeah oh for sure and apparently in this movie like if you if you were a female in the 80s and you went to camp you just stood around topless because that was very much a trope in this movie again as well tropes big time yep um it's funny one of the notes that i have here is uh you can tell the bulk of the money went into part two because right off the bat like just the kills are not as impressive as they were in the previous installment. Um, you still got some some good ones. Like I would say for my favorite kill, um, I've got two actually. Lawnmower well, was kind of fun, I guess. But dude, that that was a good one, man. Um, I have two that I guess are my favorite from this one. I don't think I could differentiate the two and pick just one of them. So um, I love the firecracker kill in this, just because. That's just so when, when I say that these movies are mean spirited, like Jesus, like the, the one character was sleeping and she puts this firecracker explosive that he'd been lighting off and throwing the whole yeah, movie yeah, in this yeah. dude's mouth and lights it on fire while he's <laughs> sleeping. And it literally makes his face explode. Yeah, actually, that is one of the better best kills in this one for sure. I, I love I love that one. And it looks fucking gross. They did a good job with that one. And then the other one is the flagpole yeah. death, man. Uh, when oh, yeah. when she hung the chick up on the flagpole, but her hands were tied behind her back, and so she's like twenty feet, yeah. thirty feet up in the air on you this don't know flagpole. Who my dad is. Yeah, and then Angela just lets her go, and she splats down face first. Yeah. You know, going mega fast. Like I was like, dude, uh, you know what? The one thing about these sequels that I love yeah. is that all of the kills are so unique, and that includes the kills in the first movie like the kills in these are so fucking unique um and all of the movies so i if 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 for nothing else if if you're looking for a good you know film to watch people get fucked up and killed in fucked up ways sleepaway camp was is definitely for you because the the characters in these movies meet horrific fucking goodbyes yeah they're demise yeah (laughs) yep um, but dude, I just love the fact that the film opens with like a newscaster that interviews all the new campers and a bunch of like un- underprivileged kids. <laughs> but that includes Angela, who for whatever reason is not recognized by the group for her murderous rampage the fucking year before. The year before, yeah. It's like how how is she not recognizable? She is the same person in like a wig. Yeah, uh, it's 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 fantastic. There's so much good dialogue in the beginning of that. Oh, so much so much good dialogue i've never chopped wood before but i've chopped other things <laughs> what a classic line classic oh, line oh here's the best one good thing you're dead because in a couple of years your breasts would have been sagging something terrible <laughs> <laughs> so so good you know what's funny is that the uh, the chick that that played the racist character i when i was watching this movie i was like dude i bet you she's horrified horrified by all the shit that she had to say in this movie yeah and what's funny is that i had i had a conversation with one of my buddies that that went to the days of the dead show yeah 
And I was like, man, these movies are so fucked up. Like they, they say so much fucked up shit in these movies. And he was like, dude, I met the blah, blah, blah chick from, from part three, you know, the racist chick. And he goes, man, she goes, man, I really said some, some really terrible things in those movies. Didn't I like, Oh my God. But like, she kind of like laughed it off, but like was, was lighthearted enough about it, not embarrassed about it. So I guess, I guess that's good. Yeah. But yeah, some, once again, very, very unlikable fucked up people in these movies. Especially uh, little, little Dick Wick. Yeah. <laughs> little Dick Wick played with his prick. Don't the smell just make you sick. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Sweet pay. Sweet pay. Sweet pay. Sweet pay. Yeah. Who would, who would sleep with that guy? Please tell me. In, in what universe? With whose dick? Would it, yeah. Yeah. What, what universe would a hot, chick want to sleep with that old fucking dude (laughs) who obviously doesn't have money it'd be different if he was like loaded and you know the chick had something to gain from you know an attachment to this guy but like obviously like this dude's like running a fucking camp and has no money yeah the guy in the first film might have had some kind of like side drug operation that he might there you go he might have had some money (laughs) but yeah true this guy seems like he just jerks off to pudding cups yeah this this movie overall for me uh was definitely the least intriguing for sure it just lacked the fun of the of the first ones it did it had some funny lines and it had some good kills so like it wasn't like when i was watching this i was like oh i'm bored or like i don't want to watch this anymore um but it just did not have what the previous two movies had it didn't have like likability too much, and it, it you really could tell that it was a low budget, and that they were just doing whatever they could to scrap together whatever they could to finish. For it. sure, and for sure, that just comes across so easily in this. Um, but I mean, it, it for what it is, it's still fun, and at least we still had Pamela Springsteen. I feel if like if they went to a, a whole nother Angela again, then this would have really sucked. Yeah, because she carried I, I do- it. I do like that Angela finally got fucked up in this one. Cause like, dude, let's face it. Like yeah. there was a lack of her getting fucked up in the first two. Yeah. Was, she was just fucking people up. Yeah. So at least in this one at the very end, you know, kind of like the description from the previous one, she got her come up in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all I've got for part three. It's just, it's a fun movie. If you're watching the franchise and you want to, you want to go through all of them. Like I wouldn't say skip this one. No, no. Um, Cause no, I no. still think there's a lot of enjoyable things in this film. Still a riot for sure. At times. Yeah. For sure. My least favorite though. Yeah, definitely. Um, the newscaster death is actually kind of fun though. Like the, the Coke, she gives her like rat poison or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would that really happen though? Like you sniff like rat poison or whatever that was to just make you die and probably like that. Uh, maybe i don't know Seems i don't know crazy. Yeah. yeah but yeah that was a wild death i liked it i liked the uh the the dude from uh from la that like wanted to uh, like keep a romance going with the one chick and she's like oh i, I got like a boyfriend to me yeah. he was honestly i think he was the most likable character and like yeah, he was all of the movies put together i think he was the most likable sincere character out of out of everyone in the sleepaway camp franchise yeah no he was and dude i love how like a fake ac slater yeah dude for sure i (laughs) I love i love how riff has like a knife and a handgun on his person like throughout the whole movie he's got like the fucking pistol or whatever he's he's not fucking he's packing 
Yeah, he's got a freaking Glock in his tent. Um, but it's just like, how are they not going to find that on on him, especially when like he comes to camp? And yeah, how, and how are they allowing it? You know, like there's, yeah. they're not even. This is such a weird movie, dude. Like, it's not even a camp though. It's like for like kids that got in trouble, right? And like you yeah. said, they're all like 30 years old. This is a very awkward movie. This whole cast makes no sense. It's like seriously like six or seven characters plus like two batshit stupid counselors. It just doesn't add up. Dude, shout out to uh, Jill Tereshita from Night of the Demons being in, in Sleepaway Camp 3. Which, which one was she? She's the Asian chick. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Hell yeah. Peter, Who does she play? Peter's showing Night of the Demons next month in uh, Buffalo. Oh, dude, it's one of my favorites, man. You do like that one? I love Night of the Demons. Hell yeah. I absolutely love it, dude. It's it's funny because, you know, talking about, uh, she played, uh, her character's name was Arab, Jill Tereshita. Oh, okay. A-Rab. Um, but that sounds talking about box, too. <laughs> Yeah, right. It does. <laughs> but talking about box art, man, um, and being a kid and picking up the different box art, um the the box art for night of the demons scared the fuck out of me when i was a kid oh it's terrifying like yeah but like now like i love the movie so much and i you know i collect the autographs and shit like that but it's just it's funny for me looking back being like dude that image scared me so much as a kid and as an adult like i have a 27 by 40 inch poster of that image you know that's autographed it's just funny how things like that work out is that sequel good night of demons 2 it's fucking fantastic that's another one that they were like okay we're gonna ramp up the comedy in this um Mm -hmm. but still retain a lot of what makes the first one great the second one is is in my opinion just as good as the first one really and that's very that's very rare in horror sequels as you know yeah um demons and demons 2 are both really fun oh i fucking dude uh, I have a one, two, three demons sign things right in front of me, right over to my right, right oh here. My That's one of my, in my top five favorite movies of all time. Demons is, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude. It's I, incredible. I, I, I love it, dude. The, some of the best practical special effects in any horror film ever easily. And dude, any, any fucking horror movie or any movie in general that takes place in a movie theater. I love. Yeah. Fucking uh, Same. popcorn. Oh, dude. Fantastic. Did you notice that a lot of the, the extras in Popcorn are black because they shot that in like South Africa? No shit. Yeah. No, I didn't know, I didn't know that. It's random, but yeah, I, I, I did hear the commentary on that one. And it, that's that awesome. Funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's not another one. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on my, on my list right now to go back and rewatch. It's probably been eight years since I saw that one. Really dude. I'm at, yeah. I'm at Jill Sholin at the first convention I ever went to. Oh, dude! If it wasn't I'd for that con, on a... I never, I never would have saw popcorn. So good, man! I, I'd love to get her on a on a full size popcorn poster as well. I have her actually. One second. All right. I have this eight by 10 from the convention. Oh, I love that. And it's, that looks great too. That red, that red marker fucking looks great on it. Looks fantastic. Hi, Kellen. Peace and love. Jill Sholin, XO. 
Dude, she she's somebody who she needs to do some more conventions, man. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's super nice too. Yeah. So any uh any final thoughts on on Sleepaway Camp Part Three? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go to the next one because I love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. Part we we've said it a couple times, but return return to Sleepaway Camp was a return in a lot of ways. Robert Hiltzik is back. The creator and director of the original Sleepaway Camp is back. Um, in the writing chair and the directing chair. Yeah. Um, not only is he back, isn't that, it's not just a return for him, but it's a return for Felissa Rose. Spoiler. It's a, it's a, it's a return for Jonathan Tiersten and it's a return for Paul D'Angelo played Ronnie. Oh yeah. Which is shocking that they got him again. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't it, like, act, the- I don't think much no no you can tell he's just a dude that like just fucking works out in new jersey like when yeah. i say works out i mean like the guy is still fuck he's in his like fucking 50s or 60s in this fucking movie probably 50s yeah. and he's still fucking ripped like yeah. his arms are bigger in return to sleepaway camp than they were in sleepaway camp are they really yeah dude they're fucking huge in Holy return shit. to sleepaway camp to where i'm like dude this guy's a fucking beast man so I, you know, talking to Robert Hiltzik would be something that'd be awesome because I, I would love to know, like, you know, he's he's really not a, like a film director. Like, yeah. I think Sleepaway Camp or Return to Sleepaway Camp was like pretty much it for him. Yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy. Like, it just makes me wonder, like, what was the thing? What was the thing that made him go? You know what? I'm making a sequel to it. Uh huh. It's just it's just interesting. You know, it's like it's like he under. I think he understands. Um, what makes those movies great and why fans love them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's something that's exciting for him. Yeah, dude, Sleepaway Camp is the only thing he's, I just pulled up his IMDb. It's like the only thing he's done is Sleepaway Camp and return to Sleepaway Camp. And I, I pulled it so, up too, but I see that sleep. there is another Sleepaway Camp in the production, but it says it's a remake. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, there's there's very little that's known about that, but I feel like because of the success of Halloween 2018, I feel like that kind of shut down a lot of like remake stuff because they're like, oh, well, we don't have to do a remake for people to show up. Just like the new Texas Chainsaw that's going to Netflix, um, that's a sequel. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great because we already love the original. Uh, why why do we need? A retelling of it we can just watch the original where where are you seeing the sleepaway camp that's that's IMDb. in production imdb robert hiltzik yeah projects and development development unknown he's just marked as a producer not even a director or writer huh yeah i know that felissa rose has talked about it previously that she's involved in it in some capacity so i'm i'd be interested in that but uh yeah. dude let's just get into return to sleepaway camp
the movie literally starts off with kids doing like flamethrower farts. Oh my god! Meaning they they're putting a lighter to their assholes and they're farting, and it's creating like a flamethrower fart situation. And it's hilarious. It's Um, a perfect way to open the movie because you just know that's going to be the vibe. Yeah, like, and then like this this really ramps up like this movie takes the cake for like the meanest kids out of the entire franchise. Big time. I mean, it's just like line after line, every line, line after line, every line. It's just kids tormenting Alan. Fat jokes, fat jokes, gay jokes, like retard jokes. It's and what's fucked up is that one of my notes, one of my notes for this is like, uh, Alan is autistic. Like it's very obvious that he's got autism. Um, that's not put out there. That's not broadcast. Like I think that they want the the general audience to to just be, to just believe that you know Alan's just a fucking asshole kid that says crazy shit. But it's like, nah, dude. Like Alan's like autistic as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And all these other characters are just trashing him and trashing him and trashing him. Yeah. No, he, he gets it pretty bad Horrible. in this movie. <laughs> really fucking bad, dude. Um, played by Michael will, Michael Gibney, right? Yeah, Michael Michael Gibney, and but I I will say that I fucking love Alan, even though he's a dick himself. Make oh, no mistakes about it. Terrible. <laughs> he's a fucking asshole himself. So like, just totally. every every kid in this goddamn film is just nasty to one another, <laughs> like absolutely nasty. But dude, so we start off with flamethrower farts, like the most biggest asshole kids ever. We've got a lead character that is obviously autistic right yeah. like so like we're following this kid around he's filthy dirty as it is like his shirt he wears this white shirt that's just disgusting it has so many stains and like armpit stains and it's just like dirty and literally the progression of this shirt over the film is enough to make me vomit whoever so funny was in charge of continuity for this film oh, that and sucks. was like oh no we need we need to stay on with like making the shirt fucked up like it progressively gets so disgusting that i i could almost fucking gag from looking at give it. him belly button disgusting. sweat <laughs> dude they gave that motherfucker belly button sweat back sweat armpit sweat every kind of sweat. he's got like chocolate stains on it like food stains eggs poop. he's got paintball poop like dude Frog it's just juice frog juice i mean it's just they really got me on the gross out factor with this shit if you were ever looking for the perfect bullying movie on the main character's expense look no further no no shit literally Um, there's never been one as extreme as this there's literally and like we we talked about it earlier so there's there's a pothead named weed yes like they're really swinging for the fences here which is played by the guy from kindergarten cop one of the kids from Kindergarten Cop, which I told you that the other day, and it blew my mind. Blew my mind as well. But then, like watching him, like, oh shit, yeah. yeah he was in a bunch. He was in a bunch of stuff in like the yeah. the late eighties, early nineties. I feel like. Yeah. I feel sure. like he was probably also a kid that was on Full House. I guarantee, if you look at his IMDb, probably. it'll say that he was also on Full House. In fact, I'm about to do that right now. He's actually Let's a master, see. a masterful musician or uh, magician too. Is he? Yeah, he's been like a magician just as long as he's been an actor. His name is Adam Wiley. Yeah. And and I'm getting him for the podcast. Dude, I hope you fucking do. I'm gonna try. Um, I'm so really I'm gonna try. <laughs> I've literally never looked at his IMDb. Yeah. So I, I said I said most likely he was 
it's in full house. So let's see. I can't home improvement. It. Miko was. Yeah. Miko. Well, he was in he was in Boy Meets World, so close. Nope. I, I was I was incorrect. Wow. Uh, he, he was not in full house, but he was in Boy Meets World. So there's that. Random Close. fact, random, random, random fact, but the kindergarten cop school is like a stone's throw away from the Goonies house. No shit. Yes. He also was in Child's Play 2. He played Sammy. What? Yeah. Apparently he's in Child's Play 2. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Adam Wiley was? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah. I'm looking at his IMDb. He played a character named Sammy. But it looks like he's still acting, man. Um, he, but what? yeah, he, he even played a magician on the show Lucifer. So yeah, apparently you're right. He's a fucking magician as well. Is Sammy? Oh, wow. He, he's that kid? There's no way. That doesn't even look like him. Yep. Yep. But so his character's name in, in Return to Sleepaway Camp is Weed. Because guess what? He smokes He weed. smokes pot. Smokes weed. Um, he's an asshole because he sees fucking Allen and he rolls a fucking blunt filled with literal shit. What was it? Cow shit? Dog shit? It was cow shit. Yeah. Okay. He rolls a blunt with cow shit in it <laughs> and convinces Allen that he wants to be friends with him, which is fucking sad. Allen just wants to be friends with people. Um, and instead of becoming friends with these dudes, he gets tricked into smoking a fucking blunt filled with cow shit. <laughs> So there's there's that. I mean, these all of these characters are so fucking horrible. They're not just horrible, but they're all dumb. Every character is fucking dumb as rocks. So dumb. And there's even a kill in this movie uh, that is almost a remake of of the corn boil scene from the first film, which was the uh, the fryer. And it's the cook. The cook dies in this one the same way the cook died in the first one. Instead of it being like a corn boil, it was literally like a French fry fryer, like a deep fryer. Yeah, but that's a great kill too. The the effects, the effects step it up, dude. It's it's like back to the first one where the effects are fantastic again. Yeah, the the effects are great in this. And what's crazy is that, like I said earlier, is that they ended up having to hire like another effects company to come in and like. Yeah. do like a sweep on some of the effects work because they weren't happy with it and usually in that situation i mean it results in the effects still not looking good really but they look pretty fucking solid in this i, I like them a lot i think it worked pretty fucking solid um Even when he comes out of the fryer it doesn't really look like him but like he's still like a bur- burnt to a crisp like you know skeleton at this point <laughs> and that's pretty sick. damn you just sent me the picture of that of him as sammy that doesn't look like him at all in Child's Play too, he's like the bully kid that like flicks Alex Vincent. There's no way, it does not look like him. That do, that does not look like him, right? No, not even that a doesn't. little bit. No, um, wild though. But yeah, I mean, dude, there's just there's just crazy shit. Um, another thing that I like to call about about this movie that was a little jarring once I noticed it mm. was <clears throat> there's very little score to this film, very little. Yeah, and like you, you may not have noticed that because I don't think I noticed it the first time I watched it. But for some reason, this time I like started paying attention, and I was like, "There's no music." Very opening song is about it. Yeah, sleepaway camp. Yeah, it's so it's so strange though. It's like, damn, like literally, 
silence. There, there's yeah, there's there's no music accompanying this fucking movie. Um, so I, I wonder if that would have made a big difference though. Hard to Maybe say. some of the people. That, yeah, I mean, music typically helps guide movies along, so it's a little jarring when there's no when there's no music. Um, you know, talking about how mean spirited it was, like, dude, not even the fucking frogs are safe in this movie from these fucking dickhead kids. Really? Not even the frogs are safe from these dickhead kids. Like, you know, they're fucking Alan likes the frogs, yeah. you know, and just to fuck with him, like, dude, they literally start skinning the frogs, kicking the frogs, throwing the frogs, dude. Even though I know that frog was like a prop and it wasn't real, it fucking hurt my fucking. Oh, dude, when heart. he fucking kicks it, dude, I felt so bad for the the damn frog. It it hurt my heart. Even though I know like that's yeah. not a real frog, it was fucking terrible. Like these these kids in this movie are just complete assholes. But the death scenes are are so fantastic, and the lines of dialogue, Kellen, holy shit, holy. your ass stinks. Your ass stinks. Hey Randy, your ass stinks, dude. That like that. He says it like a hundred times in this movie too. I mean, it's got to be at least ten times. It's it's so great. It's a it's fantastic so line. I don't and like a lot of times when fans are bitching about this movie, they're like, "Dude, it's so fucking dumb." He just keeps saying your ass stinks, and it's so fucking funny, and <laughs> it brings me so much joy into my life that I I openly invite that. Dude, me and my friend Ethan. Do you remember the crazy guy from American Idol that used to live with me? Yes. Yeah, dude, him and I are the ones that love this movie. Like, we watched it religiously. We probably watched it, like, five times in, like, the year that we lived together. And It's so good. Oh, it just, we're howling laughing. And, and when I say it's so good, like, I don't it's mean quotable. that, like, yeah, I don't mean that Return to Sleepaway Camp is a fucking great movie, because it's not no, a great movie. It's not, even no. a, it's not even a good movie, but it is a great bad movie that is so entertaining and yeah. hilarious. Yes. I love it. I mean, so, you know, there's all this, these killings and things that start happening over and over again. And of course, um, Ronnie's not fooled, man. Ron, Ronnie's the OG from the original yeah. Camp Arawak. So he's here at, working at Camp Manaby and he's convinced <laughs> that Angela is back. It's Angela! It's, it's Angela. Angela! And like, they think he's fucking crazy. Like, here he goes again about the Angela shit. God yeah. damn, he, you know, spoiler, let's jump to the end. He was fucking right. He was right. She's dressed up as the friggin' the 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 cop with cigarette throat cancer, dude. <laughs> like so random. Like who thought of that? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, dude, even the kids are being asshole to the fucking cop. Hey, hey do you get FM radio with that? Yeah, dude. What the hell's wrong with your voice? Like they're all just like saying like, <laughs> hey, fuck, like why, why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Why are you talking like that? Dude, these kids are just fucking assholes, man. Incredible. But, you know, in the very last frame of the movie, and one of the biggest complaints that fans have is you find out that the, the cop, that yeah. the male cop that allegedly has throat cancer, you find out is actually Angela. And she's back to wreak revenge at the same summer camp that she had previously. And that kids just aren't nice. And it's not fair how mean kids are. And she's she's going to wipe them out. And Angela goes to like Ricky's job. Right. And she like recruits him to like come help with the situation or something. Right. Yeah. So yeah. she like she she tricks him into thinking that she's a different person. Yeah. And she wants him there for some reason in the finale. 
where she reveals that she's the one who she obviously escaped the mental institution that she was in and went to the same camp that they attended when they were kids to start whacking off. Well, not whacking off Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Killing, (laughs) killing, killing these, these other kids because kids are mean and she just wanted to go to summer camp, which is comfortable, comfortable to her and start killing these kids. I mean, dude, even though they bring back Felissa Rose in this one, I, I, feel like this movie still tracks as far as like the timeline it could still one two three and four could all exist in the same universe it wasn't like oh well it's not like it's kind of like the michael baldwin phantasm thing you know james james lay gross you know played uh played michael in phantasm 2 and then they brought michael baldwin back for three and four um Mm -hmm. so this this kind of has that vibe but uh it, they all it could be after part three after the whole ambulance thing she gets taken to a mental institution and then return to sleepaway camp she breaks out and comes back to the camp like it, it all tracks for me and i feel like they they all kind of go together nicely now it works and you get your healthy dose of mooning kicking frogs lesbian jokes gay jokes fat jokes everything you could possibly think of is in this movie if it's mean and fucked up it's there it's fucking there it's there i for me, man, I, I I really enjoyed watching these movies again. If it wasn't for you, it probably would still be a while before I watched yeah. them again. You know? Yeah. No, um, sure. You're like, hey, I'm kind of looking to do this. Would, would you want to come on? And, and I told you, I was like, yeah, man, but I, I got to like rewatch them. It's been a minute. That's what I'm saying. And dude, it uh, I'm glad I'm glad that you did because yeah. it, it made me realize how much I truly like. I, of course, part one, I love dearly and, and I watched. You know, Absolutely. I revisit that one, you know, I wouldn't say frequently, but frequently enough once a year, but yeah, I, once a year, once every other year. Um, but the sequels, man, I had not seen in 15 years. Easy. Wow. Uh, not, 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 not including return, Obviously. but two, two and three, I hadn't seen it fucking since the, the box set came out. And that was 2002 Damn. when that box set came out. So 19 yeah. years. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it had been a minute since I watched them. And after rewatching them, I was like, dude, part two is a masterpiece. Three is is fun, but but throwaway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but rewatching Return to Sleepaway Camp just definitely reconfirmed to me that, like, damn, I fucking I love this movie. It's really <laughs> fucked up, dude. I hate it's to really say it, fucked up, but it's great. I hate to say it, but I want to I want to see Return to Sleepaway Camp with like a really hateful audience. <laughs> dude right like the whole audience loves loves it <laughs> yes yes dude that'd be a riot i feel i feel like there's an audience where you know there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of reviews out there and, and one of the biggest things is that why why did we only get felissa rose back as angela and a cameo at the very end like a lot of people yeah. were, were so disappointed by that and i i definitely understand that um yeah. hopefully this this new sleepaway camp thing that they're working on hopefully She's back as Angela in, in a big way because that's what fans want. We don't want a remake. Yeah, we want a good sequel. Give us, give us Felissa Rose back in the entire movie as Angela Baker. I don't know though. That might be kind of hard to believe because what is she like fifties now? It just Probably. I can't. I can't imagine her going around camp like at her current state and like being like you know just maybe like a camp maybe like the camp owner. I don't know. Yeah, maybe something like that. I guess. Yeah, it's not like she's gonna be a counselor or anything. No. Yeah. No, I, uh, maintenance worker. Definitely looking forward to it though. Yeah. Hope, hopefully it turns out well. Hopefully, hopefully it happens, you know, cause you know how that is sometimes. 
But yeah, I love how, dude, all, in all these movies, the kids are way too old. And this one included, they're way too old for camp. They're like college, yeah. Oh, yeah. college age for sure. For sure. I'm just like, like what parents are sending these like 20 year old kids to this camp? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, every, every kid's hateful and every kid's dumb. And the counselors too. The, the counselors, like even the, the counselor that's like in Alan's cabin, you know, he hates the guy, the Australian guy. He hates yeah. Alan. He's not nice to Alan at all. And just like the other kids, he when the other kids make fun of Alan, he laughs. <laughs> Doesn't even Dude, stick up his, for him. His his death, man, with his fucking his his wiener getting pulled off was was a fucking great gag. That, that's movie. a great gag. Yeah, it's another one where it's just like the build up, and you just can feel it. You're like, oh. it's so great. It's yeah, so great. That's a that's a really smart kill. Don't really even have to show I, anything. I I can't recommend these movies enough, but. I, I definitely acknowledge that they're not for everyone. Dude, I dig exactly. Dude, I, and I wonder, I wonder where that your ass stinks line originated. Like, it almost seems like the writer or like, you know, whatever said that growing up because it's like the main tagline of the movie. Dude, our new goal in life is to get Robert Hiltzik to sign on that. the show so we can talk to him. I want him to, I want well, him to sign it too. I want to tell him. Yeah, tell dude, me. he was. He was supposed to do, they were doing a weekend of horrors convention that was supposed to happen last year. Of course, COVID killed it. Yeah. But dude, Robert Hiltzik was scheduled to appear. And to my knowledge, it was his first ever convention appearance. And I was stoked as fuck. We got to just reach out to him then. Just have Sean. Yeah. Have Sean book him somewhere. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Mikey Perez. Then he already reps most of the sleepaway camp people. So he'd be a perfect fit in with his clients too. Did you catch the uh, Sopranos reference in this movie? Big pussy. Yeah, big pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's too. That's too it. funny, dude. He's got like a fucking bird. He's got a parrot or a par- <laughs> parakeet. What is that called? Yeah, and his parakeet's like your ass stinks. Your ass stinks. Yeah, just like by the end of the movie, he could just say whatever he wants. <laughs> I love um, it. But yeah, there's like there's plenty of callbacks to the first film, including obviously like the friar you said and. Yep. Um, and a lot of the bullies and Alan like flipping each other off. Like they, they did that in the first movie too. Yep. Like Ricky and like the other bullies. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Plenty of callbacks. Uh, let's see what else here. The girl that played Bella was hilarious. Oh, she was great. Um, Alan's wardrobe is disgusting. We talked about that. Yes, it fucking is. Um, dude, when, when Alan starts crying to the frogs and he's screaming like, why, why, why? <laughs> that had me in fucking stitches. Yeah. Incredible. Dude. So funny. Are there so any, funny. any other quotes that you love from this one? Dude. Oh, dude. The best one. The best one. <laughs> you're, you're asking. No, 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 no. That's no. my favorite. I'll decide what you're going to have. You ready? Egg salad or tuna salad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, he goes, he goes to the, the freezer to try to get his, himself like an ice cream sandwich. And he, he just goes to reach for it. And, he, and then he, he says the whole tuna salad line, the, the chef or whatever. And then um, he's like, he's like, that stuff sucks. I want ice cream. <laughs> and he's like, and then what is he? I don't remember what he says after that, but he's like, he's like, tough so shit. It's like tough shit. I'll tell you what you're going to have egg salad or tuna salad. <laughs> then he's like fucking pelts him with eggs right afterwards. Pelts him with eggs. And then, you know, Alan throws a pan at him and then throws a fucking butcher knife into the wall. So good. And that, so good. That actor is incredible too, by the way, Lenny or whatever. So good. Oh, he's, he was awesome. And uh, move it, fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, so many quotable things in there. And then they're like, "Hey, Alan, you retired." 
<laughs> just like anything to I be love it. anything to be hateful in this movie. Oh, for sure. Oh, and that's dude, why you know. And then when they call him blowjob. Hey, blowjob. Blowjob. So fucked up. And then the whole chant at the end, he just goes nuts. He's, he runs out of his cab and he starts screaming. He's like, ah. These are the most fucking asshole kids ever. Literally the ever. worst. The worst. The worst. But yeah, but, dude, if, if you want to see a really poor taste movie, that's a great time. This is it. I mean, this is this is as close you're going to get to like trauma level, like hatred and comedy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, dude, the Sleepaway Camp franchise is fantastic golden time. It's uh, if, if you're wanting to watch some not so feel good movies yeah. where it's just fucked up people getting picked off in horrific ways. This this is your ticket. Or if you're, camp if you're secretly an evil person that gets off on the uh, the humility, the humility of others, then this is perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, I can safely say it'll probably be a little while before I watch them again. I, I just yeah. got my fill, but I had a great time doing it. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you decided to do this. And, and I appreciate you bringing me on, man. I got my fill. <laughs> yeah, got, dude. Got, we, when got we my do, Uncle Phil. You got my Uncle Phil. Um, <laughs> when we do another one of these, you get to pick next time. Deal. I Fuck f- yeah. I feel deal. like if you got any good ones, that doesn't even have to be like a big franchise. You could just do like. A, dude, I, I can tell you right now. We already talked about it. Let's do, uh, let's do Night of the Demons. Oh, Night of the Demons. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because there's there's four of that as well, because there's Night of the Demons one, two, and three. And then there's the remake. Oh yeah. And Edward Furlong's in that. Yeah. Damn, dude. And that'll be a good one, man. So I'm I'm throwing down the gauntlet right now. We're doing Night of the Demons. All right. If we do that, okay. He doesn't know this yet, but I, I'm actually flying to Buffalo to go to that screening. Oh, sweet. So that's that's October twenty eighth. Sweet. So I guess if I watched that and then watched a couple more, then I'll be back on like the first yeah let's do so it like beginning of november we do that one um yeah and if any any other things in the meantime of course we got a couple great guests coming up and i i don't know which ones did you want to hop on for that it's definitely Just, sandy johnson definitely sandy yeah, yeah for sure i'm uh, down for day yeah. too man hell yeah dude let's do it cool man so you got um let's promote your podcast real quick you got like an episode tonight or tomorrow uh tomorrow yeah actually fuck justin's <laughs> justin's gonna kill me he was like hey man so like you know, because he's been he's been podcasting along. I mean, he was like, you know, make sure kind of in the beginning of the interview, you know, you name drop our podcast. So it's uh, Epic Film Guys presents Brain Stew. So Brain Stew is our podcast. Um, the the mothership uh, is Epic Film Guys, which Justin has been owning and operating for I think like seven years now. Yeah. Um, they've got a huge following. So when he hit me up and asked me and told me that he wanted to do brain stew uh i was definitely all the way in for it so uh yeah check out our, yeah. our podcast brain stew uh we were like in the top 200 last week for film and television oh wow um which is cool uh, i think we got a lot of hits off that Candyman episode which is cool um we're going to be reviewing malignant next yeah um yeah. which i'm i'm definitely looking forward to like really really diving deep into that one talking um, some shit <laughs> Oh man. Oh, oh man. wait, you know what? We didn't even, you didn't even touch on your James Wan thing. That's what I was going to ask. Dude. So long, long story short is I, I was in LA in 2019 uh, during the release of Terminator dark fate. And okay. so me and two of my buddies said, Hey, let's, let's go to the, the poltergeist two filming location and check out the house and get pictures in front of the house. So we went 
And when we went, we started noticing like all these production vehicles and tents and campers. And we were like, oh shit, they're filming something here. Yeah. We walked up to one of the vehicles and it said, uh, giallo films and we're like okay well this is obviously something horror yeah so we we googled it and it was james wan's production company we're like oh fuck james wan is here and they hadn't even announced yeah that they were making that movie and so just by fate we uh we walked down the street and they had a like a lunch tent set up and they were setting all the food out and we're like dude they're about to break for lunch and no joke 10 minutes later they broke for lunch and up walks James Wan. And yeah. so we were just like, Oh, Mr. Wan, you know, we're a huge fan. Can we, can we please get a picture with you? And he was like, and he's like, he's Australian. So like, even though he's an Asian dude, he's Australian with that Australian accent. It's, it's, it's interesting. And so he was like, he was like, how did you guys know that, that we were here? And we were like, Oh man, like we didn't, that's the poltergeist two house. We're horror movie fans. We just came to check out the house. He was yeah. like, Oh, that's fucking awesome, man. That's <laughs> awesome. And then he, t- he took the pictures and he signed, uh, signed an autograph for me. And then that was it, dude. Wow. That's funny. It was, but yeah, we, we were on the set of malignant without actually even knowing that we were on the set of malignant. And I mean, I got pictures in front of like some of the, the the cop cars that were used in the film yeah, and yeah. shit like that so it, it was it was awesome man so i've had a couple years of looking forward to this movie and had they not said that it was a giallo film and some other things i feel like maybe i would have liked it more but i guess in my yes. head it, it was not what i thought it was gonna be yeah so that's how I, I felt man. about once upon a time in Hollywood. The first time I saw it, I was like expecting like a Manson movie. Yeah. And I love that movie, dude. I do too. And it took me a couple watches, but like after the first watch, I was like, dude, this gets better and better and better. Yeah. It's fucking great, man. It's fantastic. Fucking great. But yeah, I'm, I'm still going to check out malignant tomorrow. I'll give you my review. Um, yeah, dude. I, I hope you like it, man. And, and the thing is, is that I hope horror fans like it and I hope they show up. Yeah, and support it because you know as well as I do when horror movies make money, studios go, well, shit, we can make one of those, and then we get more horror movies. So I hope people go out and they they like it and they enjoy it, and you know a lot of people are enjoying it, so that that's great. At least it's not a unanimous thumbs down. A lot no, of shit ton no. of people are enjoying the fuck out of it. Yeah, dude, and it's it's healthy to not like stuff. A lot of people back movies like like for example, I think you sort of like you like Halloween twenty eighteen or how much yeah no i'm i, I dig it um you dig it i don't not, love it yeah. i don't i don't love it but yeah. but i dig it yeah see there's people and you know there's people that just back that so hard just because it's a halloween movie but you know yeah. you know yeah. deep down they don't think it's as good as they're saying it is sure sure and it's just yeah. like you, you got to learn when to say your opinion on things yep but yeah. you got you just like your sports team you know if there's yeah if uh, you know they can have a really shitty season but you're like i still fucking love them so i guess it's the same thing with yeah, yeah. With yeah. with Halloween and with Michael Myers, people fucking love it. So Dude, exactly. Uh, and I'm still just as excited to see Halloween kills as I was to see the last one, you know? Yeah. I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to it. I can't wait. Same. Same. So until next time, dude, I hope you you stay well and uh yeah, send me some more like movie recommendations. Dude, I, I'm gonna whip up a list for you, man. And and thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. Are you on Letterboxd, by the way? I'm not. I'm oh, not. Why? I, I'm on I'm on too many things as it is, man. That's I, I need no more things occupying my time. <laughs> That's just I such too a many good things. one to like have like a watch list and just save everything. I love that. Yeah. I, uh, I fucking, I just 
leave a note in my my notes section on my iPhone. Hell <laughs> like yeah. watch this movie. Keep it basic. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Cool win. Well, I hope right. you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your podcast tomorrow. Let's keep in touch. Thanks, man. Sounds good to talk to you soon, bro. Thanks again for doing this. Peace. Later. I hope you have a good time, but of course you will. Take good care of my little girl, Richard. Goodbye, Mom. Goodbye, dear.